Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideout. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout. And be heard. What, what, what's new? What, what are you doing, Hefe? Oh, what's new, J-Dubs? Welcome to the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. I am El Hefe. That is uh, J-Dubs. This is a hurricane-free zone, the hideout. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. That is Chunks Radio Bottom. He is the producer of the hideout, executive producer. Man's Real Radio Hideout, the AOL Instant Messenger, usually. But tonight, that is the responsibility of one Tommy Bateman. He's our director, Man's the Talk and Roll Controls, responsible for the content on realradio.fm. From what I understand, new stuff on there uh, under the audio section. So check out the audio section, uh, realradio.fm, and the hideout page. Chunks, added duty tonight. We'll be... uh, screening, quote-unquote, your phone calls. So whenever you call up, 407-916-1041 at 888-978-1041, Chunks will be the one who will put you through onto this, what we call, a radio show. No Putin tonight? No Putin, the unpaid producer, his girlfriend, Crazy Eyes. It's her birthday. He wanted to take the night off. Congratulations to her. It really sucks that uh, it's her birthday and a storm's coming through because you know her bones get really achy. And uh, she just can't enjoy herself. Well, when you turn 67. I want to check in with her and see how she's handling all the black balloons all over her place. Really need to check that out tonight. So, uh, intern Putin not here tonight, but uh, enjoy the night off. Apparently, we're going to get a birthday call from Crazy Eyes at some point. Nice. So we can make birthday wishes. And Deuce Jill Derone hanging out somewhere. Make sure she turns up the receiver for it. And, uh... He'll be coming in at some point, too. Dubs, I want to start with apologizing. Apologizing to me? Uh, no, not to uh. me. I could care less about you. Mm. We have so much that we want to get to every night, like last night, and yeah. we just didn't get to anything. We don't get we don't get to, uh, I'd say, 75% of the stuff that we want to. Last night, I believe we literally got to about 5% of yeah. it. So tonight, I want to try to stay on some sort of a regimented schedule. <laughs> I'd like for us to attempt to get through the things that uh, not only do we have for today, but stuff from the last two weeks that, to be honest with you... Wow, we're going to be jam-packing a lot of stuff in the show then. Yeah, we need to get absolutely caught up on. There's so much... Uh, I literally have about 15 minutes worth of audio that I want to play for you. Obviously not all tonight, but at some point I want to get to it. There is the hurricane. Yeah, we'll have to check in with our Chunks Doppler. Uh, the Chunks Doppler, uh, 200... At some point, version 1.0, we'll do that. Uh, one point mo. The chunks Doppler one point mo. And that, for some reason, everything, uh, all the uh, the the heavy rain and everything, looks like chocolate pudding on his Doppler, which is odd. So we'll be getting to that tonight at some point as well. Giant Brian wanted to remind us too 
that tonight's the first night for Crazy Eyes and Putin to use the AARP discount, so they're at the corral. Oh, nice. I forgot. Going to a nice uh, cheap movie afterwards, too. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the way they roll now that they got the discount. Um, We also need to talk about two other things. Tomorrow night, your birthday, and your birthday party is going to be at Chiller's, the official hideout after party, and the open door policy. Yes, uh, tomorrow is my birthday. We'll be heading down to Chiller's, uh, Church Street, downtown Orlando, to celebrate after the show. And during the show, from uh, 9 to 11, we'll open the doors up to the hideout, have a little open door, J-Dub's birthday party. Um, what, what kind of gifts would you like? Uh, any kind. Cigarettes? Cigarettes would be nice. Uh, since I'm back uh, to the smoking. Ephedra? Ephedra would be perfect. Sugar-free Red Bull? You are nailing everything on the head. All right, well, there it is for dubs. I thought you wanted uh, no stunts for fantasy football this week. I thought that's what you asked for your birthday. No, no, because you're, you're, you're doing the stunt. No, you're welcome. In fact, we do need to draw the stunt for the Helmet of Pain, even though it was for last week. Why are you going against his birthday wishes? Tommy Bateman lost in the Hideout Fantasy Football League and will be stunting at our live broadcast Monday night... The post-hurricane party at Buffalo Wild Wings in uh, Oviedo. Now, can I have a little request for Tommy Stunt? Whatever he has to do, I want him to wear a uh, birthday party hat while he's doing it. (laughs) All right, it's your birthday. Thank you. Oh, don't worry, Bateman, you're going to get cake. It'll make up for it. The death glare. What kind of cake? Yeah, you're getting right now from Bateman is uh is Vicodin terrifying. cake. <laughs> hey, is Madam Monkey from Midnight Monkey joining us tonight? Yes, she is. All right, very good. Um, then we'll then we'll do that. All right, now Alex PCS says maybe if you stop bringing in whiny whores, you can get more done on the show. I hope that bitch died in a car accident <laughs> last night. He's referring Sadly to enough, best yes, I did. am or text or whatever it was ever. Uh, Alex Crossbar, who came in last night to get some Halloween Horror Night tickets and Icy Hot on her nips and underarm and upper leg. I thought it went great because we got to see her boobs. It was awesome. She looked like Brittany Daniels. That was worth it alone. All right, so Dubs, uh, I guess the first thing we wanted to start off talking about is this Saddam Hussein. Yeah, finally went on trial today. Plead's not guilty. Well... It's America, and you're innocent until proven guilty. Oh, wait. No, he's in Iraq. Yeah, and there's different rules over there. All right, here's the thing about Saddam Hussein, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm going to sound crazy. He's the kind of guy I think maybe I'd like to grow up to be. Not so much a dictator, but he, you can't tell him that he's not in charge. I mean, he is running things in his own trial. He's getting in fights. Yeah, and uh, and they uh, tend to kind of bow down to him after he gets in the fight. Uh, he got into a fight leaving the courtroom because he didn't want the, uh, I don't know what they call him there, I don't know what they call him, bailiffs or officers or whatever. He didn't want the officers holding his arms, uh, taking him out. So he starts uh, pushing and shoving. So they uh, they didn't hold his arms while he walked out. They walked behind him. And they walk behind him. They're asking him to go through all the usual rigmarole of who are you. He says, I'm the president of Iraq. He just refuses to admit that he's no longer in power. Well, he still thinks he is. He still th- And he, he might not be that far off on uh, the fact that a lot of people will still follow his orders. So he is a president still to some people. And as long as he keeps on throwing it out that he's the president, people are going to believe him in Iraq. The greatest thing about him is how he was dressed in his trial. He, you know, he was uh, dressed like a like an older Jimmy Kimmel. 
walking out there, shirt uh, one button undone. <laughs> I was expecting him to throw out some uh, bad racist jokes. What, like Kimmel? Is that what Kimmel does? Uh, on the man show, that's what he did. Oh, that's where you got your gimmick then. Yeah, I am. I'm a modern-day Kimmel. I wish. <laughs> oh, okay. Wild Hawk says that Saddam's going to uh, let Johnny Cochran defend him, you know, when they get to hell. <laughs> I guess uh, that's assuming that Cochran is in hell now. And why would he be in hell for defending O.J. Simpson? The man needed a lawyer. Maybe he's in hell for uh, opening all these different places around the country saying, uh, hey, let Cochran defend you, and then it's just some douchebag that Cochran approves of. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. I didn't know that was a scam. All right, 407-916-1041, What else happened in the Saddam trial? Well, uh, he pleads innocent, of course, and also uh, he, uh, when uh, the judge, when he, when he stood in front of the judge, he asked him, who are you? I want to know who you are. Kind of, you know, just showing who's Boston, saying, when I get out of here, you son of a bitch, you're the first one I'm taking out. That's what I would do. If I ever get to court, no, 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 what's your address? <laughs> Why don't you tell me who you are and what you've done wrong, because I'm going to murder you. At some point, man, I'm telling you, that's why I kind of understand, not not understand, but I look at this guy and I'm like, wow, he's, uh, he's kind of the man that I'd like to be at some point, without all the, you know, genocide. Just, just, I'd like to be him... Just with the uh, bravado. He was only pleasant to uh, the co-defendants sitting next to him because there's more people on trial than just Saddam today. Uh, and there were some people from his uh, regime. And the only positive thing he said to anybody was those people. And uh, he said, peace be with you. Oh, so he's wishing peace along. So he's kind of like, those guys are like the other two dudes who got um, crucified with Jesus. No yeah. one's ever going to know who they were. No, they are uh, nameless, faceless people, but he, he still feels like they're part of the good fight. What is his fight? What is he fighting for? His life now. He's hoping to not get murdered. Do you really think that Saddam Hussein will end up being killed? Yes, I do. I honestly think he will. All right, what are the chances? Will he be killed or... Is he going to end up running Iraq again? I don't think there's any way that uh, the U.S. will allow him to run Iraq again. Uh, we don't have too much control over there right now. But we have some kind of, uh, we have a way of finding him. He's the only person we can find. But we can find him and we can kill him. All right, Wild Hawk insists that Saddam's always a cut up when he's on Conan O'Brien. I guess that's another Kimmel reference. Or maybe he looks like Andy Richter. Maybe that's who we put in charge of Iraq, Andy Richter. He, he, can't, he's, even, he can't even be in charge of a sitcom. He's had a couple. He failed at running his own universe. Maybe he can go run Iraq. You know what? Andy Richter's the kind of guy I'd like to see for president. All right, do you think Saddam is a tough dude? Or do you think he's just acting it? You think he's like a wrestler? He's doing a, a good job of acting it. I mean, he he's acting like uh, your overconfident uncle, you know, the one that uh, you know he's kind of a loser, but he talks the talk, so you believe him. All right, let me ask you this, in all seriousness, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one, in a fist fight, a very even fist fight, taking into consideration the exact way that they are now, who would be more likely to win? Saddam Hussein 
or President Bush? Mano a mano? Mano just a mano. Just a uh, bare-knuckle brawl? Yeah. Uh, I would say probably Saddam. He is a... Uh, that guy, he's like a cockroach. He hides in holes. You think he'll fight dirty? Yeah, definitely. Oh, please. All right, here's where I, here's where I wonder about Especially it. against George W.? He's like going for the eyes and kicking to the jump. Oh, definitely. Here's what I think it would be. I don't think Saddam's nearly as tough as he's putting on the bravado as he's being. I think it'd be like one of those girly fights. Like one of those dude fights where you think, man, all right, we're going to see a couple of dudes kick each other's asses, and they're just slapping each other and pulling hair. Well, what, what always happens with those fights, they end up just tackling each other and rolling around and hoping someone's going to break it up. You know, like, all right, someone's got gas to break this up pretty soon. Yeah, when's Rami going to come over here and break this up? And Dick Cheney's in the corner just selling out everyone, taking bets. And then they uh, and they both uh, claim that they won it. You didn't see the punches I was getting on his stomach, man? I so Beautiful. And then once And then once they get pulled away from each other, then they're doing that fake thing of let me at him, let me at him. When in all honesty, I don't see either one of them winning that fight. I think whoever, uh, the, the real winner would be no one. We'd all lose watching the two of them throw down. When Saddam was asked questions in trial, he uh, said, I do not respond to the so-called court. With all due respect to its people, I retain my constitutional right as the president of Iraq. All right, is that really in their constitution? And I thought they just voted that out. I thought no, they he, he's still going by the old law. He waves the old flag. I, I really not, I'm stuck on this. Who would win, W or Saddam? I think without a question, it would have to be Saddam. Here's the thing. W is very much in shape. Maybe he could outlast Saddam in a fistfight, like like health-wise. Even if they were rolling around on the ground with each other, like a couple of sissies, W could do it longer. He is but, a rancher. But then Saddam could give him a pretzel, and the, and the president could end up choking. Oh, yeah. You know, he's like, uh, that's like his, uh, the, the salt that... Like Mr. Fuji used to throw on the ice. He now, just throws a pretzel at him and he chokes on it. Now, the president was a, was a cheerleader. <laughs> does that does that weigh in anyway? Mo. Oh, you don't know that for sure. No, you can only make a very uh, something guess. Yes. Very broad assumption of uh, what usually male cheerleaders are. Uh, all right. Heretics and uh, ladies to the front of the line at 407-916-1041. Very serious discussion. Fist fight. Who wins? Saddam? Or the president? Bare knuckle brawl. Heretic Mad Matt, you're in the hideout. What's up? What's up, guys? What do you got, dude? All right, I see it as set up like this, right? WrestleMania. Okay. All right. Bush comes out with the Hulk Hogan persona. He's got, like, Jimmy Hart, but it's, <laughs> instead it's uh, Dick Cheney with the blowhorn. Well, of course the blowhorn. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Saddam comes out like Ric Flair and just fights dirty the whole time, poking him in the eyes. Hiding, hiding some, uh, some, uh, you know, some uh, uh, brass knuckles in his underoos. Yep, and then, and then, you know, at the very end, Bush gets up and does the ear thing, the stop, and then puts him on the, puts him on the mat. <laughs> All right, you know what? I can maybe see. It. Are you still coming up tonight, Mad Matt? Yeah. What kind of wings do you want? Uh, wings, uh, it's like a honey barbecue or a barbecue or something like that. You know. Okay. All right, we'll see you there. Right. Outstanding. All right, so that's one for Saddam. Well, how about this? Well, if it's a tables match, I say advantage uh, Bush then. I think he could uh, put him through a table easier. I think he could pick him up. I don't think Saddam could pick up the president. 
I don't think he has the upper body strength. And he looks like he has a bad back. Oh, yeah. I mean, and uh, he, before uh, when he was in jail, the, it came out that his favorite snack is Doritos, Saddam's is. So you know he's not the poster boy of health just sitting in there in his underwear uh, eating Doritos in a cell. Because wasn't that the whole thing? He was sitting in his underwear eating Doritos, giving womanly advice to, like, the GIs who were guarding them? Yeah, like... Uh, get, and didn't the GIs genuinely liked him. Like, they thought he was, like, a cool, crazy uncle. Yeah. All right, Sean, you're in the hideout on Row Radio. What's up, Sean? Hey, uh... Saddam would totally win. That guy has actually shot people in the head by himself. He's a killer. Right. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the instinct he actually... in him. But Bush has killed retards. So you know <laughs> yeah, he's not I, above... He, uh... he didn't do it personally. Mm. Thank you, Sean. He had some. He had an executioner do it. All right, 407 I don't know why I'm so fascinated by the fact, because we would never see this fist fight. Or is this the way we solve these problems? I think so. I think if uh, if we start maybe instead of killing all the all the everybody's people, we just uh, put the two leaders in a ring. How about it's not even the leaders? How about it's like them and their cronies? So Bush could have Cheney, Wolfowitz, Rumsfeld, which all oh, by the way that's got to be the weakest, <laughs> most pussified Reservoir Dogs bunch ever. I say uh, Saddam and Chemical Ali can. Uh, can take them in a handicap match. I think so. And if you just had these guys kind of Royal Rumble? battling it out themselves instead of killing all the other uh, innocents, and then once, and then maybe once, if Bush and Cheney and the people on our side, Wolfowitz and Condi, could go around kicking uh, the ass of uh, the Iraqi leaders, maybe they move on to Iran. Maybe they go over to North Korea and do well, it there. Condi's their new Miss Elizabeth. She's he's she's <laughs> just the ring girl. She takes the robe. You know, uh, if, uh, you know, takes a little crown. The Nick, you're in the hideout. Hey, what's up, guys? What do you got, dude? Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking to go along with the WWE lines. I think that each one gets to bring a most famous alum from their respective region. So Saddam gets to bring the Iron Sheik, <laughs> and Bush gets to bring good old legend Texas Terry Funk. And then we, do <laughs> a, we do a tag team match, maybe either Hell in the Cell or a little TLC, Table Ladders and Chairs style, just to make it rugged. You know, instead of the Sheik, I would uh, put uh, Abdul the Butcher out there and have him stab him with a fork. I was going retro, though. I wanted to see the guys from back in the day. All right. Hey, appreciate it, Nick. Thank you, buddy. All right, we got to take a break. I want more of this. I said uh, before that uh, Condi would be Miss Elizabeth. I'm thinking more of a Sapphire now. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Everybody's saying it. Saddam wins. Saddam wins. Saddam wins. We don't know yet. And I got to play you. Speaking of Condi rights, I got to play you this clip of her on Meet the Press essentially admitting we didn't go into Iraq for weapons of mass destruction. We didn't go into Iraq for to free the people. She finally puts it out there as why we went into Iraq, and I can't believe it's not getting any more run. And while you're at it, pull the clip of Condi Rice turning on Dusty Rhodes. I really want to hear that again. It's a hideout on Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the hideout on Radio 104.1. Half and dubs on a Wednesday night. 1041 and star one zero four one. If you have a singular wireless phone. Um, talking right now about who would win in an actual fist fight, Saddam or uh, President Bush. It's kind of like uh, my dad can beat up your dad type uh, discussion. All right, Flamin Young says this: If it were a wrestling match, mm-hmm. both would lose because Bush would probably end up getting the upper hand. 
Then he says that he would see Osama running in from the audience, making a surprise, triumphant return to the game, taking them both down with the steel chair. And then there's a double uh, count out to ten. Now here's the thing about that though. I don't I don't see Saddam, or, uh, Osama beating anybody's ass. Yeah. He has that uh he has kidney problems, doesn't he? And you know Saddam has that cold like killer look that Bush lacks and Bush just kind of has that vacant stare. Yeah, like uh I'm too dumb to get hurt. Look. I would worry a little bit about uh about the president like like his battery running out. And it's just completely exposed. He's a robot. He's like those, uh, those uh, that family in the Duracell commercial. Right. And all of a sudden, you go back and there's a back curtain somewhere with Cheney who's actually playing it like a video game, trying to put in more quarters to the get him Dubinator. going again. Is that you? No. The W. Oh my yeah. bad. Sean, you're in the hideout. What up, Sean? Hey man, you know, make that I got more of them in that cage today. I seen on the news. Schwarzenegger and Jesse the Body Ventura in to help him out. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be helping him out. They'd be calling the match. Uh, yeah, you, Jesse ooh. the Body definitely be calling the match with uh, the help from um, uh, the Schwartz, Terminator. Yeah. Okay, I see the Body and Terminator. All right, I think we can get this going with a nice little pepper in from Brother Love. How about we do this at our live broadcast at Buffalo Wild Wings? Trunks, get on the phone and book all these guys. We need a big ring. We need Saddam and the president. He said wrestling's gay, and so are all the fans of it. I don't know what he Chunk meant. Chunk said that? that? Yeah, right before he picked up the phone. Wow. He used the uh, F word that you don't like. No, I don't mm. like that word at all. Jake the Mechanic, you're in the hideout. What's up, Jake? What's up, dude? What do you got, dude? Not only is GW in better shape, but when you're freaking coked out and drunk, you don't feel much pain. <laughs> all right. That's not fair. He is still the president. He drives the motorcycle down the ring and just crashes it. Because you know he can't stay on a bike. Now, that was him 20 years ago. He'd be like he Sandman. He still can't ride a bike, though. He'd be like Sandman from ECW. Yeah. And every move has to do with another drink. I would love to see this. To me, this is a better way to solve our problems. You try diplomacy, and if that doesn't work, the leaders, they don't fight to the death. That's stupid. You fight until you kick someone's ass. How about... Sharon as the uh, special guest referee. He's too fat. He wouldn't even be he's able to. He's the make... referee. He's not. He's not getting into anything. He's just hitting the mat for him. And you know, someone would pay him off, and he'd just do a really slow count for one person. All right, which leader do you think would really be able to take everybody? I think Vladimir Putin. He looks like a badass, and he looks like he's in shape. Russia would be running things again. If it was all uh, all up to a cage match. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see that. I don't see any of the Asian countries doing it. Oh, no. Too strong. Th- but those guys, they always uh, spit out that green mist at people. And that <laughs> always throws the match in one uh, way, you know? A mysterious green mist. What is that? I don't know. It's food coloring. But they hold in their, their gullet for the whole match for some reason. Hey, is this the way we do it, Dubs? Is this the way we solve the world's problems? Finally, I think it could work, and I would... think it's better than killing thousands of people at a time, on ice, our side or their side. Just a good old fist fight. Imagine the crowd for that thing too. Oh, you could make tons of money. You could wipe out if you put this on pay per view. 
you could wipe out the debts of both countries. Mm-hmm. People would pay. How much did you pay for this? I pay a hundred bucks to watch it on oh, TV. Oh, I pay more than a hundred. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's probably going right, and I think every house would have it on. So that's a hundred bucks coming out of every house. All right, I'm getting word that uh, Putin is actually, and that's the real Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Uh, is a judo black belt for real? Oh wow. Yeah, he's kicking everyone's ass then. Steve Blackman. All right, and apparently Chunk's saying that uh, wrestling fans is, are gay. Mm-hmm. People are pissed. Yeah. I got this on the AOL Inter Messenger Real Radio Hideout. You know what's gay? Blowing a gasket over a flat tire on your car, then not being able to change it because you took the tools out of your car. That's what's gay. Chunks. Well, I didn't say anything bad about wrestling. Don't come at the wrestling fans. I, when was this? second ago. Tommy told me. So right before you picked up the phone, you go, wrestling's gay, and so oh, are those Fs that watch it. He's a funny guy back here. Brian, you're in the hideout. What's up, Brian? Hey, what's going on, man? We got, dude. All right, so you want to know who would win the, between the two of these guys? Mm-hmm. What you need to do is get the SmackDown video game, create the two of them on there, and just have the computer, like, have them fight it out. Oh. That way you can have, like, the the matches that you want, whether it be a Hell in a Cell, Elimination Chamber. Oh, you know just what? have them go right on at it. Dude, that's a good idea, Brian, because Dubs, actually, you have that, and you created everybody at the station. You created mm-hmm. everybody we knew. Why don't you do that with Saddam and, uh, and W? We'll, and we'll see who wins. We'll watch the match. All right. I like that, Brian. Thank you, bro. There you go, man. Look at that. Brian's an idea guy. Hey, did you know that Saddam backwards is madass? I figured you'd like to know that. Funny little observation. See, it's a play on... No, it's a play... No, it's nothing. It's hmm. nothing. All right, let's take a break and come back. It's a play on humor. Oh, those crickets are so loud. I'll right, take a break. We'll come back. And I got to play this audio from Condi Rice. The sweet sapphire. <laughs> Next in the hideout, Row Radio 104.1. Conducting a war on terrorism. Real Radio 104.1. The FDA estimates 4 to 5 million American men have low testosterone. Symptoms may include low libido, depression, fatigue, and loss of strength. Treatments are available. To learn more, visit MyTestosterone.com. That's MyTestosterone.com. International Diamond Center, IDC, proudly announces the opening of a super showroom in Orlando on Sand Lake Road across from the Florida Mall. Ask her with confidence by choosing the perfect union of diamond and mounting. Select from Orlando's largest inventory of GIA-graded diamonds and award-winning designer line settings such as Scott K., Viraggio, Takori, and Ratani. International Diamond Center, IDC, in Altamont Springs, in Winter Park, and a new super showroom on Sand Lake Road across from the Florida Mall. Love is in the air at Fair Villa Mega Store, the store for lovers. New summer lingerie, novelties, and gifts have arrived. Sensual. Bath and body products, club apparel, fantasy wear, and the area's best erotic literature and DVDs. Fair Villa Megastore, Orlando and Cape Canaveral. Visit fairvilla.com. J-Dub's coming up live broadcast Monday, wrapping up a busy month of October for us as we will broadcast live at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Oviedo. Very excited uh, to broadcast live Monday night. Monday from 7 to 11. Of course, it's Monday night football. Of course, you have the wonderful wings from Buffalo Wild Wings and the beer. I uh, did an appearance Sunday night out there, and that's going to be a great place. I have a feeling it's going to be packed, and we have a lot of stuff planned that we need to start getting out there, including... The payoff for Tommy Bateman's stunt 
for uh, the Helmet of Pain, which we still need to draw, too. So that is Monday night. Plan on it. Monday night, live broadcast um, here in Orlando, uh, the Orlando area, uh, in Oviedo. Buffalo Wild Wings, Red Bug Lake, across from the uh, Oviedo Marketplace. Uh, so uh, t- uh, all details at realradio.fm. We'll take a break. We'll come back with that Condi Rice uh, audio. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. All right, this is the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Tomorrow, J-Dub's birthday, so the open-door policy, bring him a gift, and we'll head out to Chiller's for the after party. And uh, uh, Chubbs will be giving uh, Dubs a nice birthday gift, too. Really? He said he's got something, like, worth a couple hundred bucks he's giving to you. Wow! Thank you very much, Chubbs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you'll love it. So that's all tomorrow. Hey, let me play this thing for Meet the Press real fast. Because the whole justification for going into war and removing Saddam Hussein yeah. was he was a uh, he was a maniac dictator. We need to f- we need to free the people of Iraq. There were weapons of mass destruction. That was the key. Nuclear weapons, uh, mushroom clouds, mushroom clouds, mushroom clouds. Nuclear weapons that could reach our shores. So here's Condi Rice on Meet the Press on Sunday, and I just can't believe this didn't get any more run than it is. Majorities now raising huge anxieties, expressing huge anxieties over the war in Iraq. I'm quite certain, Tim, that uh, when the American people see every day uh, what they see on their screens, which is a violence, and of course the deaths of Americans um, and coalition forces, very difficult to take. We mourn every sacrifice. But the fact of the matter is that when we were attacked on September 11th, we had a choice to make. We could decide that the proximate cause was Al-Qaeda and the people who flew those planes into buildings, and Mm -hmm. therefore uh, we would go after Al-Qaeda and perhaps uh, after the Taliban, and then our work would be done and we would try to defend ourselves. Or we could take a bolder approach, which was to say that we had to go after the root causes of uh, the kind of terrorism that was produced there. And that meant a different kind of Middle East. And there is no one who could have imagined a different kind of Middle East with Saddam Hussein still in power. I know it's difficult, but we have ahead of us um, the prospect, and I think the very good prospect, of a a foundation for a democratic and prosperous Iraq that can solve its differences by politics and compromise, uh, that becomes an anchor for a Middle East that is changing. If you look at Lebanon and you look at the Palestinian territories and you look at what is going on in Egypt, this is a Middle East that is in transformation to something far better than we have experienced for the last 60 years when we thought that we could ignore democracy and get stability. And in fact, we got neither. So yes, it's long. And yes, it's hard. But if mm. we quit now, we are not only going to condemn generations of people of the Middle East to despair, we are going to condemn generations of Americans to continued fear and insecurity. They just admitted it. They just admitted they uh, fabricated everything to uh, create what they think is a better Middle East. There it is. I mean, after I guess after you ask someone the same question enough times, you're finally going to get the truth out of them. And it, this is getting no run anywhere. It was on Meet Be- the Press. You know why? Because everybody knows it, and they just don't want to admit it. Everybody knows it. 
It was Republicans, all- Democrats, everybody in the middle knows what happened. It was all of the the uh, neoconservative agenda of getting into that Middle East and uh, trying to change it. Oh boy. And there's no way out. Is there? How do you get out? You can't get out. She's right about one thing. You can't get out at this point. No. I mean, and you know what? They may be right that uh, changing over Iraq and everything will make the Middle East more uh, more acceptable to us and uh, a safer place for us. But you can't make up things to uh, make it happen. You've got to uh, go in there with something concrete or you're going to be, you know... You're going to be the evil one. And and why I, and you know why they chose Iraq? Because I think they kind of could. I guess they figured that was a good starting point in Iraq. You know what this is like? This is like throwing a black guy in prison saying, oh, I think he's probably going to do something wrong. He's, You know what? Trends are showing that he'll probably do something wrong, so I think I'm just going to you know, do it. Trust me, you'll be happy. You'll be happy he doesn't come home with your daughter one night. It's just infuriating, dude. I mean, it's basically right there. All right, so there it is. We just want a different Middle East. So we started a war just because we didn't like the Middle East, essentially. Yeah, we don't like how the Middle East is being run, so we're going to change it up and uh, run it ourselves. So it wasn't about 9-11 then? No. And it it wasn't about nuclear uh, bombs? Nope. And she addressed both of those in that little, uh, what, a minute and a half uh, uh, diatribe she went on right there. Democratize or we'll shoot, essentially. Wow. Bang, bang. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. To use um, Iraq to be the standard for democracy at some point to help spread it, among the other Middle Eastern countries, because I guess that's worked so well for Israel right now, you, too. You know, it might work. It might work, but you cannot go do that without any grounds for, you know. It, you can't make up reasons to do it. And not, Well, 9-11 was the reason, I guess. Well, 9-11, no, 9-11 was the reason to do some things over in the Middle East, yeah. But not Iraq. Oh, dude. And I just don't know if we care. No. We're going around trying to uh, imperialize and uh, colonize places, and we're leaving ourselves wide open here in America. We're spreading ourselves too thin. It had nothing to do with 9-11. Well, at least thank you for admitting it. Yeah. So don't run that bit on us anymore. Don't run the bit on us. Uh, oh, they will. They They dismiss it and run it right away. Well, they can't. She just admitted it. It doesn't matter. No, because once they say something, now we stick with it, right? No, no. Wait, that's They're flip- flip-floppers. What? No, Carrie's the flip-flopper. I think they saw him wearing flip-flops one day, so they figured, hey, we can call him a flip-flopper. Hey, nice flip-flops. Ladies first in the hideout. Casey, what's going on? Casey? Hey, Casey. Thank you for that. Well, her thing was, hosts are so ignorant, she wants to debate on air. Okay. We're willing... Dude, I'm not sitting here telling you I know it all. I genuinely want to know if we're wrong and how. 
But Condi Rice just told you. That they lied. Is the Middle East any better right now? No. Is Iraq better I mean, off they, than it was? You know, it, Middle East can be, it might be a better place in about 12, 15 years. It might be, but it it was the wrong way of going about it. All right, we got to take a break. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll take your phone calls, America, if you like. 407-916-1041, and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. I want you to put this into perspective, too. Hurricanes, earthquakes, disease, running rapid on the earth right now. Natural disasters killing human beings. Why does war have to? For what purpose? It's a Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Wednesday night in the Hideout, come on in. It's all yours. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Just a couple lines open. Uh, I am El Hafe and that is J-Dubs talking about the, uh, the war in Iraq and how it wasn't really... Well, finally they admitted why we went in. And I'm, I'm just trying to think of positives. Like, I'm going to try to be in their place. I'm going to try to think outside of where I truly believe and think of the positives for the war. Okay. Okay. I think maybe one of the positives that get thrown out there, Dubs, is at least it's being fought over there. Because this is what she said, uh, Condi Rice, essentially. At least it's being fought over there and not here. So that's one good positive, right? Yes, that's a, that's a positive. Uh the Iraqi army wouldn't come over here, wouldn't be able to get over here. But uh, I can see trying to uh, create some place. Oh, I thought we were talking about terrorism. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe we're trying to create a place where terrorism isn't bred. You know? All right, but didn't Iraq now the biggest terrorism hotspot? Well, that's where they're all gathering right now. But I mean, that, I think that was expected. I'm not sure, but I think it was expected that they would pour in. All right, 407-916-1041, Nat, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What's up, Nat? Hey, how you all doing? What you got, buddy? Not much. Just want to welcome you all to uh, belated welcome to Florida. Oh, thank you. And we got here just in time for Hurricane Wilma. Yeah, you all ready? <laughs> Not really. We'll talk about that in a bit, though. What's up, I dude? Know. Hey, just wanted to say, you know, about talking about Putin, you know, I really, I really respect that guy. and I mean... He, and he's just on target that, you know, we dictate what is liberty and, and what people do in other countries. My God, we, we, you can't export democracy. It has to be done by the customs, you know, what goes on in the world. And, you know, some of these dictators, you know, they kept people in line with all the religious fanatics and all that kind and, of And you know what, Nat? Uh, to, me, to me, you're making a very good point. Thank you for the phone call. Yeah, the people really do have to want it. I mean, truly want it. It's like anybody else. It's like someone with a drug problem. It's like someone smoking cigarettes. It's like someone who is in a bad relationship. They want to, they want to, or they need to want the help. Yes. They need to be open to it and be ready for it. You know, if there's someone, if there's a country that's on the verge of saying, you know what? Yeah, if if there's like, you know, people ready to mutiny, then we can go help. Yeah. But even then, hasn't that backfired in the U.S., I think, I'm a sure. couple of times? Yeah. But, I mean, that that's more justified, I'd say. Possibly. B, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What's up, B? What's going on? How y'all doing? What you got, Duke? Um, 
Alan, it really, really pains me when I see people who want to call in and talk about torturing a girl like yesterday, and then when we're talking about uh, politics, things that are important, things that force you to think, no one wants to call in. I think that, I don't know, and I also wanted to say, I think that, I don't know, it's problematic for the nation. And then the second thing I wanted to say is that, I, I, who's to say democracy is, is a superior um, form of um, poli- political um, ideology? Because, I mean, because it's ours. Yeah, that's the thing. It's ours. I mean, you very rarely run down what's yours. But, I, I mean, you look at the democracy thing. I mean, I guess I'm, it's one of those things where on paper it seems to look pretty good. You know, everybody kind of has a, a, a voice. and But does it really work? I, mean, I would say yes. Look, look at our um, democracy in a sense. I mean, you know, we produce Bush. I mean, part of this war and why we're so wrong is produced by our brand of democracy. And, and even the part, and then it turns into such a mind game as well and a marketing thing. And it's such a, uh, you look at the people who are in power and they're still corrupt. You know, you yeah. look at a delay, you look at a frist, you look at any of these other cats, they're still corrupt, dirty ass people in power. And somehow. We got scared into voting for them as opposed to somebody else. So who knows, B? And thank you for the phone call, man. I appreciate it, buddy. And he brings up a good point. People would much rather call up and say, hey, uh, kill the hot chick who's in there because she doesn't want icy hot on her nipples. Yeah, she's a whore. That's an easy one. But when you got to think about what's actually going on in your world, oh, whoa, wait a second. I don't need to think about this. i got more important things going on. Mike, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Mike? Yeah, I was just uh, calling about what you're saying about Saddam Hussein being removed over there and everything. You mm-hmm. don't feel we we should have went in and removed Saddam Hussein from power? Um, here's the thing. I don't think we should have rushed in the way we did. Uh, I think that maybe at some point it was something to look at, but for us, for for the for our society and for our country, our great American country, to be lied to the way it was, and for us to rush in the way that we did. I don't think we needed to do that. It, it just seemed to be a very, very sloppy. Uh, uh, it, there was a, a good in strategy, but like once we got in there, I don't think we really have a plan for what we're going to do while we're in there. Honestly, Mike, I think where the problem was is that is in the rushing in, the not thinking it through. Maybe at some point, maybe if Saddam had provoked us specifically, then yeah, I think we go after Saddam. But well, I don't. You, you got to think about this bad man, Saddam Hussein. First of all, after 9/11, he opened his doors to Osama bin Laden. That was one reason they had to go into Iraq to put a stop to that. We Actually, I believe that Saddam. I believe Saddam said uh, Osama isn't welcome here, and that he and I, Al Qaeda never really got along. Oh, I don't doubt that. I'm sure he'd say that. He's a liar. He's a murderer. He's going to say anything he wants to say. He murdered 50 of his own family members because they spoke up against him. All so. right, who hasn't wanted to kill your own family? <laughs> That I'm not going to run him down for. Now, uh, how do you respond to the uh, fact that the president was lied to? Or the president lied? No, the president was lied to by his intelligence, and he actually thought there was. I don't even know where to begin with that. And then you see that our own country, they're outing CIA operatives, and Rove and uh, Libby, who are in the top echelon of this administration, are outing CIA operatives. Who's more corrupt than the other? Could you even say? Can you really say? Is it to that point right now? How much confidence, J Dubs, do you have in our gov- in our government and our administration right now? Let me tell you what the main problem is and why I don't. I want you to tell me what the main problem is. Can <laughs> why, you do that? Why I don't have uh, confidence in uh, in the president or anything? He he won't fire people when he says when he puts the blame on them, and if he does fire them. 
they always get reassigned to something different. Some bigger job. Yeah. Like Wolfowitz running the IMF bank thing. And all these cats. I mean, if, if you were truly lied to about the intelligence that there are weapons of mass destruction and everything, publicly fire those people and do not let them work it around you anymore. That's like chunks coming up lying to us. Purpose, and then he ends up getting promoted somehow. That's the that's the equivalent of what it is. And he's he's loyal. He moved down here. Maybe we'll just reassign him. Send him over to Magic. Somewhere still. Can with, we? I wish. <laughs> Somewhere still within the company. Yeah. He, we'll see him every once in a while, but he's not directly with we'll, us. Right we'll now. make him the program director at JRR. Please. You guys know about read Ro- my email. Seriously. What does he know about rock music? Zeppelin here in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Zeppelin? Not much. What's going on, guys? Hideout here at Zeppelin. Hey, buddy. Hey, um, I just wanted to add is the Iraqis have proven that they really can't handle this whole democracy thing. They need someone like Saddam back. They need an iron to come kick their asses around and kind of keep them in line because they've, they've never had anything like that before. And like people said they obviously don't want it and you know and that you know what dude that's a very good point maybe they need maybe some maybe some people need a dictator i don't know i've heard that it's going to take a generation or two to get this thing truly working the way it should a whole generation of people cycling through and then finally getting people who have been born into this whole democracy thing and now they're trying they're starting to get it it's kind of is it maybe like the thing of you're in high school and your 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 parents are real religious zealots. They don't let you go to any of the parties. They don't let you do anything. You finally get that taste of freedom when you go to college, and you're you kind of abuse it for a while. You're freshman and your sophomore. Your freshman year, your first semester, freshman year. If you're a chick, you're drunk every night. You're Sleeping having a lot, dude. having a lot of sex because you finally got some of that freedom. But even can you put that even on the Iraqi people? Because then it just seems like it's the insurgents, and maybe not even so much so the average dude. Or chick. I don't know, man. It's really, it's out there. It's just something that needs to be talked about. I mean, this is this is our world. This is our government. Dude, this is our war. This is the problem. This is our America. And here's why it's scary, man. You look back at other uh, big, powerful societies and the way that they decide that they're going to go out and start saying, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and we're going to start colonizing, we're going to start empire building. They spread themselves thin the way that we're doing right now, and it leaves you wide open, man. Mm-hmm. It leaves you wide open for something nasty. And that's where, as an American, you got to be worried that we're spreading ourselves thin. Like, I feel like I sound some, like some right-wing Republican who's, who, who believes in isolationism, and I don't. But right now, we are spread thin, dude. you got to learn from history. No, why? We don't have time for history. How thin do you think we're spread? Well, we're having trouble uh, keeping the we're enough having... people over in Iraq. Well, dude, let alone if uh, if anything else big happened. Dude, we're having trouble handling natural disasters here in our own country. That's natural disasters. Well, yeah, you're talking about our troops, right? I think, as far as being I, spread thin. I'm not even just talking about troops. I'm talking about supplies i'm talking about uh money i'm talking about capital i'm talking about resources it's not even just the troops the mo- we're so in debt 
We're about to buckle, dude. Mags, you're in the hideout on World Radio. What's up, Mags? Hey, what's up, brother? Hey, I just uh, I heard you ask about the uh, whole uh, dictator thing, and I figured I'd add uh, the people in Iraq that need dictators can get together with the 49 to 51 percent of our country that chose this jackass, <laughs> and then they can all get together and have one beautiful dictator that they can all follow like a bunch of blind mice. Like a bunch of sheep. And you know what's funny, dude? That's a good point. Because a lot of these people who don't want you to say certain things on the radio who don't want you to watch Arrested Development on television. These people need dictators. These people cannot think for themselves. These people need to be told what to do. These people need to follow a religion blindly or a dictator blindly because they're afraid of their own thoughts and their own ideas. I need some boobs up here. (laughs) Chunks, studio. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Isn't that Saudi Arabian guy the ugliest guy you've ever seen? Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, you pick, I guess, whenever you're going to fight somebody in the bar, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I guess you always go after the dude you think's the most vulnerable. Or when you're going into prison. Exactly. You're always beating up, I guess, maybe going for uh, somebody who at least will give you some sort of a name or reputation. Yeah, you know, like a, a big guy who uh, doesn't have a lot of friends. The, big- other thing, the, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, it was, uh, like, since the I heard, uh, you know, the, you know, Secretary of State slash groupie, mm-hmm. you know, talking about uh, huh. why we're there, you know, we're better off without without Saddam. Are we really better off? I don't, I, I don't think we are, because I, 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 I read last week that we lost, like, $9 billion that were just lost. Here's Nobody know where it went. Yeah, there was and a whole And it's my money, money, it's your money, and uh, where's that going now? Uh, you know, these are good questions, Brian, and I don't know, man. Thank you for the phone call. There was a whole sum of money, and they basically counted that up as a loss and said it probably ended up in the hands of uh, corporations and stuff like that. Did, people uh, probably just kind of... Their, uh, their rationalization to it was we didn't have a... When we sent the money over there, there was no real uh, accounting system set up yet. What? So it's true, and uh, it, just money gets lost. No money doesn't just get lost. Nine billion dollars gets lost easy. I know. Uh, it, you know where they should check? The sofa. It probably just dropped in there. Just a few uh, million sofas yeah. in the Middle East. Jim, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Jim? Hey, how you doing, guys? Great uh, show. Thank you, buddy. Hey, whether we should be there or not, it's, I mean, that's all politics, but from a military standpoint, I was a military officer for seven years, and uh, we, I took a class on military doctrine and how uh, the, the military itself, and generally the Army, is supposed to deal with the mm-hmm. situations. And uh, you hit the nail right on the head, which very impressed me, which uh, prompted me to call, was uh, we're supposed to be able to defend our borders on two separate fronts. And right now, we couldn't if we wanted to. I mean, military recruiting is down in both active duty and National Guard. I mean, that's a big point where I, don't, I think it's being lost by a lot of people that we just don't have the truth. And, you know, Jim, and I, 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 I just I maintain this. I maintain it, dude. Uh, big societies in the past, if we just looked at history, when these big, when, we, when the societies and the cultures get so full of themselves that they're going to go out and start imposing their will upon others, they leave themselves vulnerable at home, and that's how the people sneak in. Even the people being terrorists. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You're definitely wise beyond your years. I mean, you sound young, but you're probably older. Uh, uh, my, my balls haven't dropped yet, so <laughs> that's the problem. Tell me when they do. Thank you, Jim. I'll invite Appreciate you over. 
I appreciate that, dude. That's a good guy there in the military, serving. I mean, it makes sense. If it really was about terrorism, I mean, Condi even says it. We could just uh, sit here and defend ourselves. Hey, it's not a bad idea putting up some defenses. Mm-hmm. Rooting out the Taliban and then really defending our home. Now, whatever happened to that uh, anti-missile uh, defense that we're supposed to have set up where we can shoot them out of the air? I don't know. I don't know what happened to that. What happened to Star Wars? Yeah, sucked. Yeah, it was no good. <laughs> That's like this. Somebody breaks into your home. Or you get Somebody breaks into your home, maybe even kills your family. You survive. Mm-hmm. Are you then going to go out and just start going after people in various neighborhoods? Because maybe somebody was from that neighborhood or even a neighborhood uh, where it wasn't it wasn't the same neighborhood where the person came from, but it's the same kind of people, quote unquote. Yes, I'll say that I would, because uh, I don't know if you know my how I moonlight. I'm the Punisher and uh, someone did kill my family. And now I'm you know hunting him down. He kind of looks like John Travolta. Uh, you know who I love? This this guy currently. He's on my MySpace. He's a smart dude. He's in radio somewhere. I wish I knew where. I'd like to make him one of our producers. Because Chunks is useless now. Doing nothing. George, you're in the hideout. What's up, George? Man, what a coincidence on the subject you're talking about. I was going to bring it up to you last night. What's or that? see if you had time to talk about it. What you got, dude? You guys mentioned Tim Russert. Well, nobody's said anything, and I've been waiting for... Um, Shannon to talk about it, or even Jim Phillips, but on um, on CBS Face the Nation this past Sunday, right? You guys know uh, political insider Dick Morris up there in Washington. Yeah, he's got his book out and all this stuff, and he's talking about Condi Rice, Republican 2008 versus Hillary Rodham Clinton, woman to woman with the coincidence that the number one show on Tuesday night at 9 o'clock is Commander-in-Chief and all the stuff with Gina Davis being the doggone president. I, are, now, ain't that a weird coincidence? Are we going to have a female president, George, you think, in 2008? Well, I, I've had a cu- few discussions with some very, very good friends and customers of mine, and the, uh, the way that I think our system is set up is I don't think we're ready for it, and I don't think the powers that be would allow a woman to... Uh, the uh, reigns of power. I right, thank you, George. All right, we were talking about this earlier, uh, Bush versus Saddam in a fist fight. How about Condi versus Hillary in a bra and panties match? Hillary, you know why? She's those got, ankles? She's got the trunk. She's got that low center of gravity. Yeah, and those those ankles will not allow her to fall. She'll be like Stretch Armstrong. She'll just fall back, bounce right back up. The, bows, the best Condi could hope for is uh, getting her with those teeth and hoping that maybe somehow those thigh eyes de- uh, deflate. Kind of attacking her like a beaver. Okay, then it can end up being kind of hot. Yeah. Then it turns into the lesbian, uh, ugliest lesbian action ever. <laughs> or the most honest lesbian action ever. Yeah, the that's most, what most of them look like. The most true to form. Now people are going, shut up, I lost my appetite. <laughs> on, on Real Radio Hideout. <sighs> Jason, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What's up, Jason? What do you got, dude? Jason? Yeah, Jason. You, Jason. Hey, sorry, sorry, man. How you doing? All right, Duke. What's up? Um, I think we'd be in Iraq even if 9-11 would have happened just because nobody's mentioned the fact that Saddam Hussein had a $25 million bounty on uh, George Bush's dad whenever he was in office for going into Iraq. 
Hey, and then, oh, go ahead, bud. And then uh, the other thing is, how is George Bush rich off oil? What is, in, what is Iraq full of? Oil. I so mean, it, it seems to me if even if 9-11 wouldn't have happened, we'd still be in Iraq over there. there you know, uh, I, I'm convinced that we would have because that was part of the plan. Again, it wasn't about 9-11. It was about trying to democratize a place in the Middle East. Why do you try to democratize places in the Middle East? Not for freedom. Don't lie to yourselves. Not for freedom. For corporations. No, it's because people hate our freedom. No, it's for money. Mm. It's, it's not what I heard. You're right. I guess you're <laughs> right then. This isn't about democracy, my friends. This is about putting more McDonald's. This is about putting more Starbucks. Mm. This is about putting, hey, syndicating the hideout to Iraq. I'd love that. That's what it's about. Just all the callers sound like this. That's not in Iraq. I would take a break. Nice political discussion. I appreciate you guys who participated and listened and opened your mind. I'm still not completely convinced either way. Go Bush. I just decided I am now a Republican from now on. I'm a it seems easier. Oh, of course. You follow blindly. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. That's all I'm asking. I don't need to think for myself. Number one, you can't be Mexican. you got to stop that that whole act. I am Mexican. See, you don't qualify. Sorry, move along. Fill out another app. It's the Hideout Road Radio. Hey, let's come back. We need a little advice. Am I going to lie to you? This hurricane thing, I'm starting to get a little freaked out. Yeah? Yeah. Because Getting a little worried? Some of the other ones, I was like, eh. But the way they're talking about this Wilma. It looks like a monster. It's like the, the blob. They're saying the most powerful ever. Ever. So as four douches uh, now moving down to uh, and living with you guys... And being part of the community. Never experienced a hurricane before. Help us. <laughs> what do you got for us? It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, why come back with the hack thing of Rocky like a hurricane, Tommy? Come on. Bob Dylan coming up next. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Now, all of a sudden, we lost cool points with millions of people. I didn't know we had any. That's true. I know. Now we're in debt. Now we're in debt like yeah. the government and cool points. It is uh, the hideout with Ohefe and J Dubs. 407 So Dubs and I have been here, what, six months? Yeah, around six months now. Kick ass, dude. Time flies, man. Mm hmm. Happy year. Already uh, here at Real Radio. That's awesome. I didn't think we'd make it this long. <laughs> I, I know there's a lot of people who thought that. Uh. Not gonna name names. They could still be right. It could be over tomorrow for oh, us. Sure. Uh, but right now we got to deal with this hurricane that's coming up. Now I was listening to the monsters this morning, and Russ just put it in perspective perfectly. He goes, "If you were an alien, and you were looking at Earth right now, there's no way you'd land your spaceship here. Between the hurricanes, the earthquakes." The disease, the tsunami, all oh, that stuff that just happened not in the not in the last, so recent. In the last yeah. year, I guess. Russ hit it perfectly, right on the head. Monsters in the morning, epic, love them. And because uh, you even, you know, you were saying that off the air, and I told you, 
I, dude, I'm looking at this right now, man. This hurricane, it is number one. Number one with a bullet. Most powerful hurricane ever. Shooting right to the top. And so I'm, th- and I'm looking at this thing, and it's gonna hit. Right now, they're saying it's gonna hit somewhere, uh, anywhere of southern Florida, all the way up to us. And that's a, it's a huge storm. So it, when it hits Florida, it's gonna, it could, you know, cover the whole state pretty easy. Let me ask you, dude. Mm-hmm. Are you scared? Honestly, no. For some reason, I'm uh, very calm about it. I'm, I'm trying to, uh, you know, be prepared, but I'm trying not to freak out. You know. Maybe because I've never experienced one. Maybe if I experienced one, I'd be a little more freaked out. Mm-hmm. But I haven't experienced one, so I, I, I feel a little ignorant to it. And uh, in this case, ignorance is bliss. Here's what I'm, here's what I'm expecting. I got some water. Mm-hmm. I got some crackers and some peanut butter. And I got a whole bunch of magazines. I guess I need some batteries to read. And that's essentially what I'm thinking is probably going to end up happening. Well, you need candles at least. No, nah, because I'm going to take Ambien and just sleep it out. I'd love some advice, though, dude. As four newbies to the area, what do we need? Lincoln Park here in the Hideout on Real Radio. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? I have plenty of ideas. I've gone through all the hurricanes so far. All right, how old are you? Years. 14. All right, you're 14. Right. A, little wisdom, a little wisdom from the 14-year-old. I know, I'm willing to say this, though. Here's why I'm almost willing to take the advice from the 14-year-old, okay? The 14-year-olds in the younger generation right now are so dependent on technology. What do you do if the power goes out, dude? You're not able to play your PlayStation or uh, get on the computer in MySpace. Really funny thing. I have. We lost power the, uh, during Hurricane Charlie, mm-hmm. and uh, we had this thing. It's called uh, it's a car battery charger, and what it is is it's got outlets on it for uh, cigarette lighter outlets. Oh, on you it. know what? Somebody yeah, was telling uh, us about a power that. inverter. Yeah, somebody was telling about telling us about that here at the uh, the station. Yeah, you can get them from like uh, Radio, Radio Shack, Shack or something. Even Walmart carries uh, power inverters. Here's what I'm worried about: What if I can't get online? What do I do? Are you that dependent on online now, where if you can't get on it, you're uh, kind of freaking out? A little bit. All your yeah. MySpace friends from around the country will leave you. Mm-hmm. They'll delete me. What if there's something special going on, some sort of a bulletin that I need to know about? Like new pics? Yeah. Hey, new- or, or a new blog? <laughs> yeah, new blog's up. Oh, and, and then you're going to miss out on the great blog about how they ate uh, uh, a whole thing of chocolate syrup last night, and they feel terrific about it. You know the other thing, too? My iPod just crapped out. Oh, really? I need help on this, man. I'm done with the iPod. The iPod seemed to burn. I get addicted to it, and now it's just its totally crapped out on me. It, um, it, it, it has this little folder thing and an exclamation point basically saying, hey, I died. Just go bury me somewhere. Flush me down the toilet. For how expensive those are, I would, I would expect that thing to last like 10, 15 years before it craps out. That's why I stick with cassettes. What do you do if it melts? Buy another one for $5. John, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, John? Hey, not much, guys. I just got some advice for you for the hurricane stuff. Yeah. The only thing I'd say, man, is just get ready. If it hits us directly, just get ready for about two weeks of power outages, and that's about it. All right, two weeks of power outages. All right, thank you, John. How long, how long is the longest you've ever been without power? When Hurricane Isabel hit up in D.C., what, a year and a half ago? Mm-hmm. I think I was out for five days. 
I was out for a day and a half. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and I had a pet then, too. I had a little frog I got really worried about because the filter wasn't working. But, yeah, I think it was out for five days. And I dealt okay, to be honest with you. It wasn't too bad. It was What, what sucked the most about Hurricane Isabel mm-hmm. and hitting up in D.C., was everyone else around me had power. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. the apartments across the street, the, even some of the apartments in my complex. The grids were so messed up around there where, you know, like, uh, your neighbor could have uh, power, like, five or six days before you did. I know some people are out there for, like, a week and a half. It with Hurricane Isabel? Yeah. Oh, my God, you can't charge your cell phone either. That is true. You can charge it in your car. I don't have one. I don't have one either. You know what? Actually, I have one of those power converters. I just thought about that. I have one of those already. Nice. All right. I'll tell you Did what. Did you get it from the station? No. I actually bought that from my laptop. All right. I have one of those. Remind me of that. $15 an hour. What? To uh, charge our phones? Yeah, just for you guys. Chunks and I have some. Chris, you're in the hideout on World Radio. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. This is Chris from Melbourne calling. I was... Were you guys not here for last year's hurricane? No, no we were not. We, yeah, we just got here in uh, in April, so no, we missed it all, dude. Okay. I was here last year, and I've been in Florida since 1970. I've been in, in Melbourne for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. Last year was bad. Uh, the the uh, second hurricane, I was out of power for about 10 days. But the, first hur- uh, the third hurricane, I didn't lose power at all. Right. But I was telling Chunks this on the... Um, the uh, the hurricane, if it hits the Yucatan Peninsula, it's going to slow down. Well, it's so, slowing down now because it's hitting there now, so it's slowing down slightly, like to 160. But it's still got to go through the Gulf again. It, exactly. But see, what they were saying on the uh, Channel 13 is that is that if it hits the uh, if it hits Florida about 2 p.m. Sunday, you're going to have 90 to 100 mile an hour winds, which is nothing to worry about. I, absolutely, no, absolutely uh, you, nothing to worry about. Are you saying nothing to worry about, Chris? And thank you, dude. But... 90 to 100 miles seems fast to me. Yeah. I mean, it's about so... how hard I throw a baseball, and that's scary. Well, maybe not that hard, but yeah. it's about 40 to 60. No, it's not. I'm stronger than that. Alana, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. What's up, Alana? Hey. Um, a couple things. Um, I was telling Chunks. Um that you really can't survive without is beer and ice. Uh, ice last year was a really big thing um, because when the power went out, stores were closed down due to damages, and they had to bring in truckloads of ice. Uh, so make sure you've got plenty of ice. Beer for the hurricane parties, and you're definitely going to need bug repellent because with all the rain, the mosquitoes are it, – it, it's just a breeding ground here. Ice. I think about me. a lot of people don't think about is, I mean, last year I was covered in mosquito bites. Okay, thank you, Alana. I appreciate that, sweetie. I think about me. I have no uh, effect to mosquito bites. I can get bit by mosquitoes all day long. They don't bump up on me. You're like some sort of a mutant. You're like an Mm -hmm. X-Man. That's my superpower. Yeah, great power. Hey, it works for me. I never worry about putting off on and having that terrible smell on me. Dude, they love me, the mosquitoes. You're a buffet. You're just a sitting buffet for those guys. My mommy says it's because I'm so sweet. Honestly, it's because you aren't that, like, you have, like, a lot of areas on you that don't have hair that normally do. So they got on your head and bite, too. Yeah. I suck, man. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> JT, you're in the hideout. What's up, JT? 
Not much, man. Hey, I hope you all here for a lot longer to go, man. But dude, are you, do you like stormy weather? Do I like stormy weather? It's a decent yeah, like I thought tourist season was better. All right. It, it, it shouldn't be that bad, man. Really, it's not. I've lived here my whole life. It's, uh, it's on the west coast. I feel like tropics. And they said it's going to be moving so fast. It's only going to be like a couple hours of really intense stuff. But before and after that, it's just going to be rain. Just be like, like the late day, get some ice. Get as much water as your place can hold, man. Okay. Just, I mean, the water's the biggest thing. Because you can, you know, and... And water, beer, and ice, man. And some non-perishable food. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, thank you, JT. Here's the thing, too. We'll probably be up around the station a lot if it's too bad. Yeah, I mean, and this place says the supplies we'll need. Yeah, they got water stuff here. Mm -hmm. Where's the safest place to be during a hurricane? Outside, on top of a lightning pole. (laughs) Stand on top of a folding chair. Can I hit someone with a folding chair? While you're holding up a metal bat. Oh, I already have a metal bat. Chris, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What's up, Chris? Little blood. Hey, what's going on, guys? What you got, dude? Uh, actually, I was uh, calling in to help you out about your iPod. Yeah, please do, man. I don't know. I, I'm about done with this iPod. I'm going to move right, on. Don't say that, t- man. Don't say that. But uh, <laughs> I was on the website today because I just bought one of those new iPod videos. All right, those look awesome. See, oh, that's the God, thing. They, they came, came up, in. They come up with the new stuff, and they're suckering me in, man. I know, I know. I just I had the iPod photo that I bought like six months ago, <laughs> and I sold you. it on eBay. So now I'm buying the video. But dude, it got here today, and it is ridiculous. The screen is like a whole bunch bigger and everything. Right. But, but uh, anyways, I, the iPod. I was on the website, and I, I happened to go through the frequently asked questions just randomly, and it said if you see that picture with like the the unhappy folder or whatever. Right. You gotta call the one uh, eight hundred number. I think it's one eight hundred My Apple. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but if you go on the website, they, it tells you what to do with it. Like that is a, it, I guess it's a common thing, and they'll tell you how to fix it on the phone. Okay. Oh, all right. Cool. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that, brother. No problem, man. All right, we gotta take a break. All right, here's what I want. Your birthday's tomorrow. My oh. birthday's tomorrow. We will be uh, celebrating uh, over uh, at uh, Chillers. Uh, no, come on. My birthday party's over uh, at Chill, uh, Chillers. Uh, 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 Chillers on uh, uh, Church Street, downtown Orlando. So tomorrow we're at Buffalo Wild Wings. No, tomorrow we're at Chillers, downtown Orlando, Church Street for my birthday. Big birthday party. Here's birthday I, bash. Here's what I want for Christmas. I want all the heretics to put together the money and get me an iPod video. Why? It's my birthday. <laughs> Hell. Take a break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout Road Radio. Hey, we got so much still to get to. There's so much audio to get to. A couple of news stories. You were telling me about somebody who got a uh, star on the Hall of, of Walk of Fame or whatever. Yes, uh, Antonio. Don't say who it is. Mm. Okay. I have to make a new question now. Thank you. Oh. Antonio Banderas got a star on the Walk of Fame. All right, go pick something else for entertainment. Deuce, Joe. But um, and you, but what was the angle you had for me? Well, the Walk of Fame is... I, I went through the list of people on the Walk of Fame, and he's not really in the best company in the world. I mean, there's some there's some good actors on there, but when you go through the list of actors on the Walk of Fame, some of it's atrocious. All right, and reminding you, tomorrow's J-Dub's birthday, and we're having a party at his place. No, we're having a party right, on right, Church right, Street, right, Chillers, break. and we'll have the open door policy from 9 to 11. I have his house key, man, so it won't be a problem. I, I need that back. It's the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. A very angry commercial by Chunks. All right, welcome, to you. welcome back to the Hideout World Radio 104.1. Come see us or else. Pain. What the hell? Oh, by the way, we need to pull real fast before we get into the Antonio Banderas stuff. Okay. We have to pull from the Helmet of Pain for the Hideout Fantasy Football League. Helmet. 
of pain. This was for last weekend when Tommy Bateman lost by one point to Drunky the Bear. Helmet of pain. All right, let me go through. Hold on a second. And this stunt will be uh, carried out at BW3, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in Obito. Monday uh, night. Monday night we're doing a live broadcast there. Post-hurricane party. Yes. We'll just put it like that. You ever been to a Buffalo Wild Wings douche chill drone? Yes, I have. I thought... Here's the thing. I was there on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Had a blast. And I, you and I in East Lansing, Michigan, would go to the Buffalo Wild Wings. The beer is great. It's the a, food is phenomenal. But it's the food. It's the wings yeah. that really get you. Have you ever had? I don't remember what they call them. Their spiciest wing. The. I can't remember what they are either. But no, I don't go for spicy. I, I have had the spiciest, and they're good. Yeah. I usually go for like the sweet barbecue over there. That's that's my favorite, the sweet barbecue. The good thing about their hottest wings, they're really hot, but they have a good taste to them too. Right, hold on, let me get this. How many pain? Are you ready, Tommy Bateman? Yeah. How many points did you lose by? One. Two. Who cares? On Monday at the live broadcast, Buffalo Wild Wings, in Oviedo. The Helmet of Pain stunt for Tommy Bateman is... Paintball Firing Squad. Oh, man. That sucks. Oh, dude. Uh, barebacked. No, no. With... No pictures either. Oh, whatever. No. Yes, there are going to be pictures. Barebacked with a party hat for J-Dub's birthday. I'll do Yay. the party hat, but not shirtless. You're 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 the most in shape person here in the hideout. Uh, there's things about my back I don't want people to see. Hair? No. Love marks? No. Hmm. All right. So I'm gonna pay Monday night. Um. All right. I'm digging this. This is gonna be all right. You can have. You can wear something. Do what I do. Use wet naps. That usually gets everything. <laughs> Who gets to be the firing squad? Not I, me. I'm no way. Not me. I'll tell you that right now. I want to nominate someone. Who? Uh, the person who beat uh, Tommy by one point, Drunk of the Bear. I, I would love it for Drunky to go out there and shoot Tommy. I would love it if he could. If he can make it out there. If not let's do Tommy, it. how about Tuds? Hide out, General Manager Tuttle. I want Chunks to do it. You want Chunks to do it? Oh no, yeah. no, 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 no. That's all right. I, I want I want Drunky to do it first. If Drunky can't do it, it will be Chunks. No, that, that's cool, man. I don't I don't want to die. That's the thing. I don't want to die from him killing me. Because he's gonna get mad at me for shooting him, and I don't I don't want him to kill me. He's giving me the look. He's pissed. Uh. All right, and Chunks, you need to do something out there too. Paintballs. Ah, we already have one paintball. How about we shoot each other with real guns, though? I don't feel like doing anything. Are you, what? <laughs> I've been breathing a little he- heavy lately. I right, see. That's your problem. You're lazy. And you breathe heavy from doing nothing. I think I'm a little out of shape. <laughs> here's you what think? I here's what I'd like, Chunks. You're com- you're. I bet if you speaking of how out of shape you are, I bet if you were to go through like an NFL combine or something. You would have the worst scores in the history of a, a combine. Worse than any uh, any lineman ever. What do you think you run the 40 in? Uh, I, how I many most people run it? 
I, a, a good athlete mm-hmm. runs it like a four three a four four. Mm-hmm. Four four is uh, pretty average That's a, for the uh, for the NFL combine. All right. Uh, five, I bet six, I bet you run. I think four three is phenomenal. I'd say yeah. uh, thirty nine seconds. Honestly, though, I think you would run a forty in about six and a half seconds. You think it would take six and a half? I think it would be almost uh, nine or ten. For a forty? Yeah. Because I don't think you can get going that quick. I think it's going to take him at least uh, at least three or four seconds now, to he, get moving. Now here's the thing: at the combine, they do the bench press with the two plates, mm-hmm. which is 225. I think he couldn't do that once. No, there's no way. There's no way he could do it once. How many push-ups do you think he could do? None. I say ten. Proper ten. Pu- ten proper push-ups, not not consecutive. What all? What else do they do at a combine? Uh, they will, they'll do, uh... Don't they do also, like, jumping, like, high jump and all that kind of they stuff? They do the, the, where you jump, you try to jump as high as you can. Also, uh, they do, uh, a whole, it depends on what position you're going for, but a whole ball catching thing, where, uh, you I, have to, uh, you get a bunch of balls thrown at you. All right, here's what I want to do. It's Monday Night Football, we're going to be out there for it. Mm-hmm. I want to put chunks through a combine, a hideout combine, because there's a big parking lot... If you're talking about the farm tool... I'm in for it. Yeah. We're gonna, there's a big parking lot out there at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Oviedo where we're broadcasting live from on Monday. Mm-hmm. Why don't we see if we can get somebody from the Predators to come out and put you through a little mini combine? Because you're so out of shape. Uh, who's going to bring the bench press? Right, we're not going to do bench press. There's we're no, going to do push-ups instead. We'll do push-ups instead. We'll amend it a little bit. All right, push-ups, sit-ups, the 40. Do you want to make a bet? How about this? If he if he doesn't maybe we should do it in some like sort of category or number wise and if he doesn't get to a certain number he has to do a stunt. This is what I'll do uh, tonight. I will look through all these things that we're gonna put him through, and I'll I'll create a scoring system on the highs and the lows, and uh, we'll score you by the end and see you know what we'll do from there. Can you get somebody from the Predators to come out? Uh, I think that should not be a problem. I think. What do you think? Don't let us down. I, the Predators are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they've been buddies. Yeah, we so. got we got a good relationship with them. And see if you can hook something up with the, through the monsters, too. Because I know that they also have uh, very good ends with the Predators. All right, Chunks. Monday. Buffalo Wild Wings. You're going through a combine. I want to see this. Because it's football season. 407 star 1041 and you're seeing on the wireless phone. Bigger disappointment, Chunks or uh, Maurice, Maurice Claret? Which one's bigger disappointment? He's going to be the Maurice Claret. Of radio? Mm-hmm. Just a failure. All right, and here's the other thing, too. You have till tomorrow to get us a badass prize to give away. And a way to give it away. <laughs> I'm not a... Magical genius, man. I can't pull this stuff out. Magical of genius. Be one or the other. Be no, magical or be a genius. He's neither, and he never will be. All this is on you. Tommy Bateman, all you have to do is get shot with a paintball three times from Drunky the Bear. What, you guys have any cash or anything? And a uh, party hat. Like what a, do you need cash for? Like a big prize. You have a job here. What do you need cash for? Yeah, reach into the Chunks Bank account and get us some sort of a prize for our listeners at the live broadcast. They're just bubblegum wrappers. By the way, you still owe me rent. Oh, yeah. All I got is this old movie ticket and uh, some camel miles. 
<laughs> from the cigarette. That's not going to help you. A mini disc. Well, maybe we'll have a nice camel leather jacket to give away. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. I'm looking forward to this. And make sure we get all this on the website so people know, realradio.fm. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll finally get to that walk of uh, shame that you have over there. The walk of fame. Antonio Banderas getting a star on the walk of fame. All right, so hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Play 978-1041 and Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Uh, tomorrow night is my birthday, and we're having the open-door policy from 9 to 11. After that, we're headed down to Chillers, downtown Orlando, Church Street, for my uh, after, after, uh, the hideout after-party birthday party. I won't be there. Why? I'm going to be at your place with my own version of your birthday. No one's going over to my place for my birthday party. I'm not going to be there. I'll be sitting on your couch with your jersey on and no underwear, playing with your cat. Well, that's usually our Tuesday thing. Oh, damn it, you're right. Now, Antonio Banderas got a star on the Walk of Fame, and he's pretty proud of it uh, because he came to America to act and everything, didn't have a whole lot of money, and now he's uh, finally getting a star, uh, star on the Walk of Fame. And uh, so I decided to go to the Walk of Fame website and... Go uh, peruse through the names, and I found out he's not in the greatest company in the world. Actually, I'm surprised a lot of these people got a star before Antonio Banderas. I thought he was a bigger star than than now, that. What do you have to do to get a star? I heard you actually kind of pay for it. What? But you have to you have to meet criteria, and then you pay for the uh, the the spot. All right, what's the criteria? All right, who are the people? Then give me some of these people. Uh, Paul Abdul what? has a star on the Walk of Fame. The Bee Gees. All right, hold on. Well, hold on. let me think about it. Paula okay. Abdul, I could justify, not so much American Idol, but in 88, she was a star. She was a star, but I I would like people only with, uh, you know, some long, long-standing, long uh, you know, fame to get a star. And I think it would make it more legitimate. All right, the Bee Gees were huge. They the were, Bee Gees were huge. They were disco. For three years, they were big. But, I, again, I, I say you have to have a good decade. Of being a true star, I honestly believe you need one hit. Now this is this is what pisses me off. The Big Bird, <laughs> Big Bird has a star on the Walk of Fame. All right, the I, character I, who play the person who plays the character Big Bird or the actual bird, the actual bird. I don't think fictional characters should get a star. All right, that one does kind just of those who off. play fictional characters. Maybe, you know, maybe if someone did a really good job at it and was famous for playing Big Bird, yes, then he gets a star. But not actually Big Bird. Uh, another Big Bird, Terry Bradshaw, has a star on the Walk of Fame. All right, Terry Bradshaw. The guy who can't get through a pregame talking about football without giggling. Or crying. All right, I don't believe Terry Bradshaw should have this, no. 407-916-1041, Dom DeLuise. Yes, of course. Cannonball Run. That's not big enough to get a star on the Walk of Fame. He's big enough, literally. Must be a big star. How about this? Dear Abby has a star on the Walk of Fame. I got to know the criteria, man. Does anybody know the criteria for this? No, it, it can... I know it can be uh, actors, uh, radio personalities. All right, well, then when do we qualify? When we become someone like Rick Dees, who has a star on the Walk of Fame for his great disco duck. Uh, also, the, the place Disneyland. 
All right, an entire di- uh, like entity, yes, like Disneyland, a property. Yeah, the property. All right. Uh, the criteria is very messed up for this Walk of Fame. I is, is, I need uh, info on this. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. All right, Joe tells me that Judge Judy and Vanna White. I didn't see uh, either one of those. Are getting? On the... He says they're getting one uh, this year. Oh, okay. All right, Vanna White. Everything else. Why use chalk? Why don't we just get one of those things they use to like chisel cement? We'll just make it permanent. Just chisel. Our we couldn't get in trouble that for that, could we? Nah, we can clear it with the uh, building owner. It belongs to the city. Yeah, and we pay taxes, so we can mark up these sidewalks. That concrete is ours. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041, 1041 and Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Um, Coming up, Hideout Headline Game Show. In fact, call right now. Nine Inch Nails tickets, tickets for UCF versus Tulane, DVD copy of Unscripted, Kingdom of Heaven DVDs. Um, you got the uh, Casadega Halloween Haunted Walk uh, to give away. And so all of that right now, call right now for the uh, Hideout Headline Game Show. 407-916-1041, and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Call in and win. So can we make this announcement? Is that possible? All right, while you guys are lighting it up for the Hideout Headline Game Show, Dubs, I don't think you heard this. No, I didn't. Congratulations to Hideout Heretic Matt Matt Mateo. Now, here's the problem. I'm uh, excited... On one hand, and disappointed on another. Why is that? This cat, I wanted him to be an intern for us mm-hmm. next semester. Because I like him, he's a good kid, and I think he can contribute a lot. He was one of the two people I was talking about earlier in the week that I wanted for next semester lined up. Him and another guy, almost intern. He can't be an intern. Why not? He's an officially a, an employee, as of today. How so? He got hired today. Doing what? I guess there was an opening for a board op, and he got hired. Nice. Congratulations, man. Congratulations, Mad Matt Mateo. Welcome to the uh, Real Radio family, my <laughs> Thank friend. Thank you. I'll take it. It's you have part- one week till you're jaded. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to the business. Thank you. But uh, that's awesome, dude. So congratulations to you. I'm very excited for you, bro. Thank you. Um, we'll talk about that more later. Now, can you still be a heretic even though he's an employee? I think so. He'll move up in the uh, ranking, though. Here's the funny thing. He's already passed uh, Douche Childerone. How do you figure that? He's already uh, he's already getting all your hours. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm better off without him. You got Friday morning. There you go, buddy. Uh, I'm giving you more. And we have a live broadcast <laughs> Monday night, so uh, learn to run. Now you can't even come to the gigs. You're going to have to listen to him from back in the studio. Yeah, you're going to have to run the board for him. Let's do the Hideout Headline Game Show. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Welcome to the Headlines Game Show. Time to see what you think you know. Can you walk the smart guy talk or are you livestock? Try open your eye and see what you can find. You might just win a prize. Here's the trick. Are you sheep falling asleep on your feet? Headlines Game Show. Mo. Grab my junk again. Headlines Game Show. Mo. I'm a lonely nerd. Oh, this man meat in front of me is looking pretty good. 
All right, tonight, uh, sitting in for the vacationing Putin, it's Crazy Eyes' birthday. Deuce Childerone. Actually, uh, Mad Matt Mateo just took over. Uh, you you already have the game in front yes. of you, so you are going to be playing. It could be true, false, multiple choice, or fill in the blank. World, national, uh, local, sports, and entertainment are the categories. Heather, you are first up. Ladies first, always in the hideout whenever you call 407-916-1041. Which category would you like to go with? World, national, local, sports, or entertainment? Heather? World. World? All right, world news. Here is uh, Deuce Childerone. Okay, here we go. Iraqi police on Wednesday arrested Saddam Hussein's brother in Baghdad, charging that he served as the top financier of Iraq's... Is that the right word? Financier? Yeah, the, the way he said it. Of Iraq's rampant insurgency. That's rampant. I said it wrong. Is it true, false, multiple choice? True or false? Um, and this is alleged, by the way. That was supposed to happen this Friday? Wednesday. Iraqi uh, police on Wednesday okay. arrested Saddam Hussein's brother. I didn't think that, that. that would be false. Good job. You are correct. And why is it false, Miss? Uh, you don't have to ask a follow-up as yeah, well. That's, that's how a good teacher does it, right? <laughs> okay, you know False what? and why. I didn't think you could get worse than Putin. I, I was, was wrong. But it has. Wow. Yeah, it was actually his nephew. All right, whenever, whenever they pick a category, you say whether it's going to be true, false, multiple choice, or fill in the blank. And then you read the question. Good teacher. And then the catchphrase is... Uh, I'm not, maybe I'm ready to take on dudes. That's your catchphrase, if it's correct. Oh, heretics to the front of the line also. So Lester Big Hands jumps everybody in line. What's up, Lester Big Hands? You ready? What's up, baby? I'm down. All right. National, local, sports, or entertainment? Let me get some sports, baby. All right. Here's sports with Lester Big Hands and Deuce Childerone. Okay. True or false? Andy Roddick gets upset in the second round in the Madrid Masters. Yeah, I don't know about no tennis. I say true. Hit the button. What button? Yes, that is, is that... correct. Maybe I'm ready to take on dudes. Congra- <laughs> congratulations, take congratulations, Lester Big Hands. I, I ne- I've never longed for Putin. I'm sorry that I don't have a, a catchphrase for a game that I don't do. All right, we'll try somebody else. Dingleberry Stew. World, or actually national, local, or entertainment. What do you want, buddy? I'm going for national. All right, here's national news with not Putin. Okay, this is a multiple choice. Okay. A male cheerleader at Platte Valley High School in Colorado quit the team because he said he's been taunted by other classmates who called him gay. Mo. The team's picture was posted last week with what words underneath the two male members of the cheerleading squad? I love penis. I'm gay. We like man meat. Yes, we do. We like man meat. I'll take two. Our team is tick, 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 gay, yum, we like. Or rah, 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 sis, boom, knob. All right, isolate all those for douche show individually. And is A, B, C, or D? Uh, oh, man, I'm uh, I'm going with A. That is correct. Hit the button. Woohoo! Hold on, Dingleberry still. All right, he couldn't hit the button because he's isolating you saying all that gay stuff. Why would you go say something like that, douche show? Yeah. What's your mo problem? And... Let's see, we got local entertainment left. We'll go to Steve. Steve's been on hold for a while. All right, Steve, you want local or entertainment? Hideout headline game show. Eh, give me entertainment. All right, here's entertainment with uh, Deuce Childerone. 
Okay, this is a fill in the blank. What actor with a long beard and no socks met with Mexican President Fox on Wednesday and donated $1 million to help Mexico recover from Hurricane Stan? What actor? Uh, did I get a lifeline? No, no, no lifelines. lifelines. Freedom? Uh, let's see. How about, uh, yeah, you got any choices or? No, I, no, beat it. I tried, I, that was my lifeline. Can we tell you who it is? Beat uh, it. Uh, Graham. Uh, Mel Gibson. That is correct. Hit right. the button. I'm gay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and let's wrap it up with Trent. Trent. It's like he's saying it like it's a question. Yeah. Trent, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready, guys. Left with local in the Hideout right. Headline Game Show. Here's Deuce Show the Rock. Okay, this is fill in the blank as well. In Tavares, Florida, blank boys in road lead to woman's arrest. What? 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 I don't even understand the question. The blank is the word you need to fill in. So in Tavares. Repeat the question. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay, in Tavares, Florida, which is a city here, mm -hmm. blank. Boys in road lead to women's arrest. So what kind of boys are leading to the women's arrest? Oh Christ! Um, Little, black, hot, Asian. Naked? Yes, he's correct. Naked. Uh, congratulations. How did he I'm know gay? that one? Hold on, Trent. You're a winner. How did he I'm know gay? that one? I'm gay. Mo. Probably because you. It would be naked boys. All right, we're gonna take a break and come back and cleanse ourselves. Hang on, I didn't make the news story. You picked it. Worst hideout headline game show ever. I'd like to apologize for the wholesale to the wholesale furniture market for sponsoring. Those uh, our buddies over there, badass. You can save fifty to seventy percent off every day. Wholesale furniture market only place to shop for awesome furniture at ridiculous prices. Stop in, see for yourself. Four thirty six in Castleberry, next to Sam's Club. Go visit our boys uh, Joe Dubs and uh, Big uh, Big Dog Steve. Take a break. We come back. More of the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Come on, Chunks, get it together. The dead air douchebag. Welcome back into the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Star 104.1 on your singular wireless phone. You know something I always wish that I could do? What? Magic. I think, like, I don't know why, because magicians are usually pretty nerdy, but they always get chicks. It's like they always have a gimmick that they can run to get a hot chick. Well, yeah, it's always a good icebreaker. If you can do some kind of cool tricks, you can always, you know, kind of impress her with that, and then you get her immediately interested in you. Because musicians probably get the most tail. But then I think a magician's probably maybe somewhere near up there. Yeah. I, I bet they get their fair share. I don't know if it's always the high, high quality, but they can pull their own. I need to learn magic. You know, because who, you know, who was do, out there doing it? Uh, Captain Clover at Miss Monster was doing the magic thing. Oh, was see, he? And did you see all the chicks who were gathered around him? I didn't get to catch that. You saw that? You saw it, Chunks, right? Yeah, he was doing some pretty freaky stuff. The coin thing was insane. I mean, they're just coin tricks and card tricks and... Even like the basics, mm -hmm. I think will get you a lot of tail. Well, uh, David Copperfield is playing his next big uh, magic trick. He says he is going to impregnate a woman without even touching her. Oh, come on. That's easy. <laughs> How is that easy? <laughs> Some of us have the ability to uh, 
spread our seed for a couple of feet. Usually, usually that's called uh, my host sleeping around. If she gets pregnant, I didn't even touch her. Yeah, he- uh, heretic Matt, Matt Mateo. What, the last time that happened, wasn't it called God? Yeah, yeah, God did that. So what is he now? Is he doing a whole Jesus thing? Well, I don't know. He's uh, but he he claims I thought he was Jewish. He claims he can do it. So was Jesus. He claims he can do it, and uh, he's going to do it on stage, impregnate the woman without even touching. Which leads me to believe this might this might be the most talented deadbeat dad in the world. Are you sure this isn't just a sex show with someone else doing the touching? He didn't say no one else is going to touch, but I, I doubt that. I think he's uh he's taking the deadbeat dad angle to a new level. So for his next trick, is he going to father the child without even acknowledging it? I think that's a nice trick he can try. You know, maybe next he'll uh, do a disappearing act after she refuses to have the abortion. That's like most of us. Yeah. I think uh, I think everybody's run that gimmick at least twice. Oh, I got a job in Seattle. <laughs> okay, I just got the gig in Orlando. I'm sorry. Good uh, luck with that. How about the uh, mystically skipped? Uh, uh, um, uh, what, what's it called? The uh, the uh, child support check. <laughs> you know, just ma- mystically, it, it, it just skipped one. I don't know how. I just didn't have the money. Or what if that was the way he was making her get the child support? Where he put the check underneath one of those cards, and he just he did the whole thing on the table, the card table, and if she guessed it, she got the check support for that month. What if he could magically make that argument work that uh, I didn't have a dad, why should he? And that <laughs> argument works for him magically. He's able to uh, make it work. That's funny. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. And star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. I think uh, he could even do a trick where he's jumping states bi-monthly, you know, where he's just like, you know, appears in another state. Hey, you can't get me here. Gets a job as a cook working for cash yeah. just so he doesn't have to pay. Under the table dishwashing. It's a, it's a living, and I don't have to pay for my child. Isn't that funny, the links that, like, deadbeat dads will go to just to not pay for their kid? Literally taking one of the worst jobs on earth so that, so quote unquote, that bitch doesn't get any of his money. Yeah, at least that bitch ain't getting any of it. She ain't getting any of my $6. I'm making $4 under the table, but you know what? She's not getting a penny. How about uh, the mystical, it's not my weekend with him trick? Yeah. Hey, right. I, I didn't know it was my weekend. All right, so David Copperfield is trying. Uh, a new bit. Yeah, he's going to try a new trick on stage, uh, impregnating a woman without even touching her. Which seems amazing to me. Amazingly deadbeat. I mean, that that's totally removing yourself from the process. You think he's going to do something like try and cut the new daddy in half? Yeah, like, uh, you know, put some tries to sell the new daddy in half. <laughs> There's no way uh, my, my boy's going to be uh, raised by a new daddy. Even though I'm not there. And why is that? Have you ever noticed that too? Where the the deadbeat dad isn't paying for the kid, but he'll get jealous if the uh, new boyfriend is playing catch. Oh yeah, that should be me. It could have been douchebag. Or how about how about he tries like the uh, hey I'm gonna make my wage garnishments disappear. <laughs> no more of those. Twenty percent my ass. Is that what it is for? kid 20 percent it depends it can be more than that 
That's stupid. <laughs> no, it's not. It's about how much uh, that woman needs to raise your kid. No, she needs a good twelve dollars. Run him a movie and give him some popcorn and cents. They got they got they got the uh, movie theater, the dollar movie around here. You think he's gonna try to uh, attempt the "it ain't mine, Maury" trick? No, oh, I'm sure if he uh, if he ends up on Maury, look at the eyes, Maury. It ain't mine. That's not my jawline. That hoe's been sleeping around. You don't know me. You don't know who I am. What if you got a call out of nowhere, and all of a sudden you got a kid? I would uh, try the mystical uh, trading money for love trick. You know, where I can just, you know, pay the kid to love me. I don't need to be there around it. All right, you know Playing what? ball. That's so true. Because you and I both come from broken homes. Mm-hmm. And that was the way my dad was. I'm not going to spend time with you, but if you get all A's on your report card, we'll go to Toys R Us and you can get anything you want. See, I didn't even have that much. I didn't. I would have liked either or. You know? Give me a $5 bill every once in a while. I'll be happy. Yeah, that's my dad. He just gave me a nice $5 bill. But you and your dad are best friends now, aren't you? You guys sit around, drop the N-bomb together? And talk lines, yeah. And uh, the people on the lines. That Charles Rogers <laughs> getting high like the rest of them. That's what your dad said, isn't it? I'm sure. I'm sure he said it once, one time or another. Why have we not thought of this? I don't like you doing lions talk. I would allow Lions Talk for a segment every Monday, you and your dad just talking Lions I'll talk together. to him. I'll see. I, I would like that. I don't know if that'd be... It would just be interesting to me every Monday night. I think we can make it entertaining. With you and your dad talking to Lions, just like waiting to see how long it t- takes him to drop the N-bomb, how many times will he curse this segment, and then maybe eventually you can open up a dialogue and eventually at the end of it, in six months or so, like therapy, he'll tell you he actually does love you. I love you almost as much as the lions. That's why. That's how I'll start. You know, it'll be baby baby steps. Do you love your dad? Yeah, I love my dad. Do you tell him that you love him? Yes. He's listening online, isn't he? No, no. Seriously, if you ever hear me talk to him, that's how we end the conversation. I don't tell my dad I love him. Issues. Yeah, what do you tell? You don't tell another man you love him. It's your dad. No. You can tell your dad that you love him. No, you can't. It's gay. No? No, Matt, 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 Matt. I mean, if you're, if you're whispering into his ear while you're plug, plugging him. What then, is that? Then, Come on, dude. That's, then not, that's gay. Of course it is. That's that's <laughs> even beyond. There's nothing beyond gay. <laughs> yeah, that. Dude, that's such an <laughs> awful mental picture. Yeah, what's wrong with you? I'm just saying, now that's gay. You're a, But just saying, hey, I love you, Dad, on the phone is not a gay thing to do. You're an animal. No. Tommy, do you tell your dad you love him? I do now, now that I don't live anywhere near him. How do you say it? Is it awkward? It's always at the very end of the phone conversation. Yeah, and it, 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 it starts of, off very awkward. I sort of mumble through it anyway. I usually say it. I, mean, I love you too. All right, love you. Bye. That's how it goes. You know, um, when not, I, I love you, man. I really love you. When I went home for this last uh, holiday, nice abs. The vacation. <laughs> You've been working on those abs, Dad. I uh, some of my daddy issues. My dad finally told me that he loved me, and he was proud of me. I'm like, wow, where'd that come from? 
Who are you, and where was the man who was in my life for the previous 27 years? Sad. It is sad. So uh, how did it happen? What do you mean, how did it happen? Tell him the story. I can't be talking about this on the air, man. I can't be talking about my dad loving me, man. I know, it's the, it's the happy of old. That's the old me, man. I can't be doing that anymore, man. That's, I don't have daddy issues anymore, man. That's, that's very Alex Cruz of you to be talking about your dad. I know. But sometimes it has to come out. That's the old Maverick. That's the old Alex Cruz, man. That's, that's not El Jefe, man. That's yeah. not me anymore, no, man. That's that's running the Bob and Tom free-for-all. That's what that is. <laughs> He's such an ass. <laughs> Take a break. We'll come back. That's a joke for you and me. <laughs> yes, it is. Chunks of Bateman don't even get that one. It's the Hideout River Radio 104.1. I don't trust books. They're all fact, no heart. <laughs> and that's exactly what's pulling our country apart today. Because face it, folks, we are a divided nation. Not between Democrats and Republicans or conservatives and liberals or tops and bottoms. No. <laughs> We are divided between those who think with their head and those who know with their heart. Consider Harriet Myers. If you think about Harriet Myers, of course her nomination's absurd. But the president didn't say he thought about his selection. He said this. I know her heart. Notice how he said nothing about her brain. He didn't have to. He feels the truth about Harriet Myers. And what about a rock? If you think about it, maybe there are a few missing pieces to the rationale for war. But doesn't taking Saddam out feel like the right thing? Right here? Right here in the gut? Because that's where the truth comes from, ladies and gentlemen. The gut. Do you know you have more nerve endings in your stomach than in your head? Look it up. Now, somebody's going to say, I did look that up, and it's wrong. <laughs> well, mister, that's because you looked it up in a book. <laughs> Next time, try looking it up in your gut. <laughs> From the new show, The Colbert Report, on The uh, Daily Show, it's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Yeah, it comes on right after The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Very funny show. I uh, I gotta get the cable, man. Yeah. It's now time because the NBA is kicking up. Mm -hmm. I gotta get the NBA league pass. Uh, watch my beloved Dallas Mavericks, and also too, um, you know, I miss stuff like the Daily Show, the Colbert Report. Seems like it's pretty good. You know, uh, reliable sources on CNN. I miss the new uh, South Park season's kicking up. You know, they got South Park. This is one good thing. Channel 27. Let me give them some props. I don't even know what they are, WRDQ or something like that. I know them because they had girlfriend. They have girlfriends on at 3 o'clock. Mo. Come on. It's four hot chicks. What do you want? But they also have South Park on at 11 mm -hmm. after the hideout. So I go right home, and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching South Park. It's great. Now, is it edited more? Not particularly. Not from what I noticed. Really? Hmm. I don't think they're, they're it's gonna, on late enough where they can uh, get away with a little bit more. I don't think they're going to play the S bomb episode. No, but uh, but yeah, for the most part, I don't think so. Is it, is it just the older ones, like from the first couple seasons? Or? I've noticed some of them even from not you know from fairly recently too. But yeah, a lot of the early ones, I would think so. 
1041 star one zero four one in your singular wireless phones. I like the open door policy, but I like it when a couple of really special heretics swing by. Yeah, and, like, uh, a, like if they come in small doses, it's a little bit nice, a little more laid back. And uh, when they come bearing gifts, like Mad Matt Mateo brought us some wings. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Giant Brian has brought you some stuff that we won't talk about on the air, but for your birthday, which mm-hmm. is tomorrow. Now, you are turning 22 tomorrow? Yes, I am turning uh, 22. I, you know, one year of uh, just completely binge drinking, and I'm ready to settle down. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Making it this far in your career, only being 22 years old. Now, it's ironic because I'm 19. <laughs> so, the youngest uh, radio duo ever to make it this far on uh, real radio. Um, now, Giant Brian is here, too, and he's the one who brought the gifts. You just had surgery, right? How's your surgery going? It's going pretty good. Now, are you are you mending okay? Yeah. Are, are you going to do a whole thing like Grant Hill or... Uh, Amari Stoudemire, where you're going to be out for a long time. Uh, well, I'm supposed to still be on crutches for another uh, another week, but I am uh, braving it without him. I see that's stupid because then you could end up screwing yourself. Yeah, you're going to end up uh, re-injuring it. Well, I'm I'm going slow. I mean, I'm not doing anything. I'm not lifting anything. But you cutting on it? No. Huh? What about what about at work? Do you do a job where you have to use your knee at all? No, I'm a computer jockey. All right. So then I guess it doesn't particularly matter then to the computer people. Right. See, I wonder about that, Dubs. Like, you know, like these basketball players, like Jason Collier mm-hmm. of the Hawks, who just died of a heart attack. And then you got this guy, Eddie Curry, who plays for the Knicks, who has heart problems. Who'd you bring up during the break, Matt, uh, Matt, Matt Mateo? Uh, Fred Hoiberg in Minnesota? Hoiberg in Minnesota is out for the entire season because he's going to have surgery. And then Brewski's just coming back with it. Brewski? All right. Yeah, Teddy Brewski just came back to uh, practice, and he had a stroke after the last Super Bowl. He's only 34. I, let me ask you something. Would you come back to play? Would you come back to work after a stroke? I doing what we do, radio. Sure. Yeah. Would you play professional football after having a stroke? There's no way. And uh, he's like the main uh, play caller on the defense. It's gonna be interesting to see how he does it when half his face won't, won't move. You know, it's just gonna be, you know, interesting to see how he can call the plays like that. I just I don't know why he would do that. No, I can't believe it, that it would be because you know why? If I guarantee, if the uh, Patriots were winning right now and uh, being the Patriots of last year, he wouldn't be coming back. I would think there's not enough money in the world that says, "Hey, I'm sure he's got some sort of a bank account lined up. He's got some rings. Why come back and play professional football? He's got a family, doesn't he? Yeah." He had to clear it with his family and his doctors before he'd come back, and they said, go for it. All right, then they don't love him. I'm sure he's just driving them nuts around the house. Yeah, Mad Matt Mateo. Well, he was cleared by, I think, four or five different doctors. He went through all the physicals he needed to. He's been he's going back to practice, I think, tomorrow. But the thing is, they, they keep saying, well, one shot to the head or a good shot to the chest, and pretty much he'll be doing the jitterbug on the field. It's like Aikman. All right, well, now maybe I need to watch. I'm going to be watching all the Patriot games then. You know, when, when Troy Aikman uh, finally called it quits is because if he had another uh, another um, concussion, he was going to be screwed. All right, Dubs, let's say it's you. And they're going to tell you, you know what? You're going to start. You're going to stroke out. You're going to go into compuls- uh, convulsions. You make one more uh, mo joke. Ooh, would you would you chance it? Would you chance it coming back into the studio? Yes, I'd brave the. Uh, Dude, you'd last maybe three minutes. 
We wouldn't even get to the well, fourth whatever, grade. Whatever, Mo. Damn it. <laughs> there you go, stroking out. I, I'm not. I'm not risking. I think I. I move into the. Uh, he's a guy. He can talk. Maybe he could go do uh, the, the sport, like the sports commentating. The or funny something. thing is, uh, the Patriots are worth paying him this whole year as a player anyway. Hmm. So he didn't even have to come back. He was still collecting a check. Jamie, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. What's up, Jamie? Yeah, the dude Teddy Bruschi, man, he just had a hole in his heart. They fixed it with surgery, just like if he broke a leg or broke an arm or anything else. They fixed it with surgery, and that's why he's cleared to go now. They're only going to have him sit out a whole year just for for safety purposes, but he's been cleared for a while now. He had a hole in his heart? Yeah, that's actually... Yeah, a medical condition that he had that was all fixed by surgery. He's good to go now. Oh, man. All right, thank you, Jamie. Still, I mean, after something like that happens... You don't know if uh, that's going to hold up. Bad breakup. Just get back in the game. Come on. There's yeah. a fish out there, right? All right. Why are you sitting there crying, you sis? Move on already. Move on. Well, I need... And then the other thing in sports that's kind of finding interesting is uh, the NBA, because I'm a big fan of the NBA, the dress code, which to me uh, screams racism. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Here's uh, why. It's, it's completely a marketing thing. Here's what David Stern's trying to do. David Stern is trying to make the NBA less hip-hop and more mainstream and comfortable for white America because a lot of these parents have trouble their kids idolizing someone like an Allen Iverson in the baggy clothes and the hip-hop style. They'd rather them, while they're sitting there watching the games and watching the guys walking to and fro from the locker room, they would rather them be in a suit and tie. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, it's just like any any time you have uh, issues with uh, behavior in any kind of job, the first thing you do is you put a uh, dress code out there because when they're dressed a certain when people are dressed a certain way, they act a certain way. Right, but no, but this is going to and fro from like the hotel to the arena. Exactly, but it, when you're representing the uh, the company. You have to be dressed a certain way, just like if you worked in an office. If they tell you, hey, this is how you dress to represent this company, you do it or you go find work elsewhere. All right, let's take a break and come back. 407-916-1041, I know uh, Giant Brian and Mad Matt Mateo have some thoughts on this. We'll do that. We'll come back. Um, it's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout. We're ready on 104.1. Wednesday night in the Hideout, but a bit of a party. The hardcore heretics are here. A little early birthday celebration for me. It's your birthday? Tomorrow is. Uh, we're down to about two hours till it's my birthday. So what? Come on. 407-916-1041, triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one star one zero four one. And you're seeing the wireless phone looking around our round table. Uh, I'm Hefe. That is Dubs. Giant Brian is here from... Uh, Left to right on your radio dial, that is um, L.S. Dean and then Mad Matt Mateo, new employee of uh, Real Radio, Mad Matt Mateo. Hideout heretic going places, and they said the heretics couldn't do anything. Little did they know. All right, I'm already going to work on seeing if we can cut chunks of hours and bring Mad Matt in to uh, help out on the show. I think that's just, uh, we say it's done, it's done. We need to get rid of that Chunks guy and have Mad Matt uh, start producing. Yeah, LSD. And uh, I'll, I'll stunt for free. 
I, here's the great thing about the heretics. This is why I love them. This is why we have the best listeners ever, Dubs, because they will literally maim themselves in any possible way to help this show out. I'd yep. like, to, I'd like, in a perfect world, the company would allow us to do an L.S. Dean Zeppelin stunt off. One of them would die, and it'd be one of the greatest uh, radio bits Absolutely. ever. Absolutely. They they, both of them would rise to the occasion and keep on uh, raising the bar until someone either uh, passed out and died or just died from a head wound. Yeah. Hefe, I mean, I think you're uh, you're uh, overestimating me a little bit, though. I mean, I would do anything pretty much for a dollar. Uh, so I would do absolutely anything for the hideout. Yeah, and it's the same thing for Zeppelin, too. A lot of the heretics, I know yeah. they do that. Hey, let's get back to the dress code thing for a second, because I know that Mad Matt Mateo and Giant Brian had some thoughts on this, the NBA dress code. All right, I don't know that I necessarily agree with Steven Jackson. I just wish that David Stern was more honest in saying the NBA is slipping when it comes to sports. Number one sport out there right now is the NFL. Number two, It'll stay there, too. Number two, and as much as I don't think it's truly a sport, it's the second most popular activity in the United States, and that's NASCAR. NASCAR is definitely uh, just I, rivaling uh, the NFL, actually. I will admit that. NASCAR is right after the NFL. A distant third tied is probably... Baseball and basketball? Baseball and basketball. Yeah, I think that's around a tie. Maybe uh, basketball has a little bit of the advantage right there. Uh, and the reason for baseball, I think, that it's slipping so much, the game is too slow for Americans. Amer- the ADD MTV world that we're living in, it's too slow right now. It, and I'll agree that I cannot get into a baseball game unless uh, I'm you know, at the game. And with basketball... I, I wonder if some of the image issues, and I wish Stern would just come out and say, hey, we need to cool it with the hip-hop thing, so that's why everybody's going to wear the uh, the suits. Now, when you were in high school yes. and you were on the teams, did you have to wear a suit on game days? Every game day you had to wear uh, a, uh, a shirt and tie. When it was football season, you had to wear um, a shirt and tie with your jersey over it. Okay. When in I remember middle school basketball at Truman Middle School, Coach Benford, made us wear uh, the suit and tie. Mm-hmm. And I was sharp, man. Actually, I'm not going to lie to you, I was so fat I was able to wear my uh, my dad's suits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. You I, just I, uh, roll up the uh, pants cuff yeah. a little bit, and then you're you're ready to go. But I look sharp in these three $400 suits at the time, you know what I mean, the, mm-hmm. in middle school. But now whenever, I think about that, that's really sad. When you're in middle school, wow. you, look, you, you probably looked like a cartel leader's son or something. Oh, yeah, I did. I'd wear the glasses in. Es- Escobar Jr. When you're when you're that young, you always wear like the Looney Tune ties too. No, I just didn't. to just to mess up your uh, your good look. You'd have something really good going, and then you'd throw a uh, you know uh, a Bugs Bunny on. Dude, guess the chicks. Um, but here's the thing too. Do you remember how great it was to be able to wear your jersey on game day? Yeah, how cool you thought you were. Well, yeah, you were you were part of the uh, cool thing going on that night. Now I didn't. I didn't really. I mean, I played football freshman year of high school, and then I gave it up for my uh, budding baseball career. But uh, our baseball coach would rarely let us wear our jerseys, and that sucked. Baseball's got the coolest jerseys out of. Most I do. Sports. I do like a nice baseball uh, jersey. And we had some badass ones at South Grand Prairie High School. And that was number seven, and it really looked very. And I looked great in mine. I mean, I really did. What colors were you guys? Uh, red. Red? red, red and black, or no red with uh, we were the Warriors, so kind of a tint of yellow, like the yellow like outlining. Mm-hmm. But it really looked great on there. 
Um, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Now you wrestled, didn't you? Yes. Would you guys wear your leotards? <laughs> no. <laughs> You'd have to. They aren't leotards or singlets. And uh, whatever we, you sis, we would wear uh, a, a shirt and tie. Whatever uh, dress pants. Ringworm boys, what I call the wrestlers. Um, we always oh, yeah. have. We always have ringworm. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Star one zero four. That and cauliflower ear would always happen to uh, the wrestlers. <laughs> all right, so all right, what were you going to say what? about the dress code, Matt, Matt Mateo? I was going to say last year during one of the games where Iverson was hurt, it was a national game. He came in wearing nothing but a big white mink coat. All the chains he could, his do-rag, and his sloppy jeans. What's wrong with that? Well, I look at that and think, this guy's making millions of dollars. He's supposed to be, uh, he, he's a representation of the team. Michael he's a, jo- he's a, repre- but, it's a representation of Philadelphia. Yeah, but he I... He fits, it's Philadelphia. <laughs> but I represent every NBA player putting on an image like Michael Jordan did. No. You always saw him in a suit after a game. That, happened in, the, now that happened in the NFL and no one threw a fit. What? Uh, What's his name? Uh, uh, from the Jets, he would uh, wear the uh, mink out there back in the seventies. Uh, Joe Namath. Uh, oh, Joe Namath. Namath. Yeah, he wore he wore the big mink coat out there. Yeah, LSD. You know what? If you're getting paid millions of dollars to do something like pay sports, do what you're freaking told. I uh, see. I don't I don't necessarily believe that because I still think there's some individuality. When you're part of a team on the court, you have to abide by the rules. You can't wear certain socks. You can't wear certain headbands. You can't do certain things when you're on the court. Off the court, I think you should be able to be an individual. I mean, because technically, constantly, you're representing the NBA. Even when you're out to dinner, you're doing anything else. I mean, yeah, but... Are they going to tell you that you can't drink in public next because you work for the NBA and because of the fact that you're representing the NBA? I think if you've uh, been known to be a problem after drinking, I think they can throw that clause into your contract. Maybe, but you would then agree to that in the contract. Yes. Yeah, uh, Giant Brian. And David Stern doesn't care what these individual players do. All he cares about the dollars. And, and NBA viewership is down, and you have to appeal to white America if you want right, advertising so dollars. Is the suits going to bring it up then? Is that what's going to happen? Are, this, are, are wearing suits genuinely going to bring mainstream America think, back to the NBA? I don't think immediately. It takes a thug image out, though, and the thug image does not appeal to white America. It right, appeals to oh, me. Right, let me ask you I this. I disagree. Let me ask you this. Are they going to take away cornrows then? Because that's quote unquote thug. I can are, see it. Are, are you now only certain head style or head uh, hairstyles? Hairstyles going to be allowed? <laughs> and if so, doesn't this seem like there's something just a while? Yes, they're a company and they're business and they're allowed to do that. Isn't there something just seems a little bit wrong with that? Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. I don't think so unless they said no curly hair. Then you'd be like, okay, there's something really going on here. <laughs> Yeah, Mad Matt Mateo. Well, if, when you bring up the headwear issue, last year the Seattle Supersonics coach, who is black, said no headbands on this team because he wanted to take that thug image out. And when Nate you're Nate McMillan, in, when you're yeah Nate McMillan, and when you're an injured player, even though you're sitting on the sidelines not playing, you're still part of that team, and that team can tell you what to wear. See, here's the thing: I think when you're sitting on the sidelines, you should just go ahead and wear the warm-up suit, even if you're not going to get. Let's put on some boxers in the warm-up suit. And that way you're still even kind of part of with the team. Because I don't like it when they're on injured reserve and they're wearing something different anyway. Well, that would designate being dressed for the game, and then your roster's all messed up because you can only dress, I think, 12. All right, Bookie Punk says, I hope they don't take away Big Ben's afro. If 
If Ben Wallace isn't allowed to have that fro in those cornrows, then I'm not watching the NBA anymore. I would firebomb something if he couldn't wear his afro. And then Rice says Namath had the killer sideburns, too, to go along with yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, he was the counterculture of the time, and he really didn't get that much crap for it, I don't think. You know why? White man. Well, that's on, I, I'll agree with that. White man. You white men can do anything you want to. God bless it. And you can wear the long hair. You can be like Scott Pollard and have that long ass hair, and it's fine. The moment you put well, it, you have in to the... put in a ponytail. No, you don't. Well, Jason Williams, he plays for the Heat now. He's the whitest black guy in the league. Always wears a suit on the sidelines when he's injured. He never came out in the mink or anything, so you can't really say it's a race thing. What? Well, you just, well, said, I'm saying, he, you just well, said he's the whitest black well, guy. I meant, I meant he wore him. Yeah, he's That's like Eminem. He's like Eminem. No, no, he's a uh, racist. Yeah, but I meant he wore him. The, the mink coats and everything. He did wear them? He or did he wear them. I'm sorry, I messed it up. But he did wear them on the sidelines, so they're changing it for everybody. Well, I think that everybody should be allowed to do whatever they want to do. I don't care if you're making millions or not. Just because you're making millions of dollars, I don't think necessarily takes away your individuality. It, it doesn't, but when you're working at a company, they can tell you what you have to You, you can wear a uniform. I mean, if you're working at McDonald's, you can't come in wearing, you know, shorts and a T-shirt. Yes, but that's when you... All right, ex- perfect example. You walk into the McDonald's, you can walk into the McDonald's if you wanted to in your T-shirt and shorts. When you get back to the back, you can put on your uniform and work, right? But if you are going on some kind of odd McDonald's work field trip, they can tell you, hey, <laughs> you have to wear this while we're on this odd McDonald's field trip. All right, I'm even willing to go so far as this for the NBA. Let's say you're going out and you're speaking to the kids. Okay. All right? Maybe if you're going out and you're speaking to the kids and at that point you're representing the NBA on an official NBA field trip or clear channel field trip or whatever it is, then you dress the part. But if you're literally walking into work, I think when you're walking into work from your car into the arena, into the studio, you should be able to wear what you want. But part of their job is uh, talking to the press and everything, and that's what they're trying to do, have them uh, you know, dress a certain way when they're talking to the press. Most of the time when they're talking to the press, they're naked. They got their dugans swinging around their knees. <laughs> okay, now I'm turned on. <laughs> All right, got to take a break. I'm sorry, boys. we got to take a break. We'll come back. That's fine. It's not our show. Speaking of Dugans, you're talking like it is. Speaking of Dugans. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> uh, Dubs uh, brought something up about him touching himself and something that happens when he does it. He wanted to talk okay. to us about it. Yeah, we can talk about that next. I don't know if that's something that's going to make you hang through the commercial, but it's very odd. Oh, do it. you got to hang out. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1, half and dubs on a Wednesday night. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, and Star1041 if you own one of those uh, singular wireless phones. Oh, one final thing about the whole wearing the suits in the NBA. Uh, most crooks wear suits. Just so we I get, don't. So we get that clear. Um, Frist, Delay, Enron... Uh, any of the administration, uh, crooks and liars wear suits. So that doesn't exactly help or uh, justify anything. You know what? You're right. I'd rather see GW come out in a mink coat. Yeah. I'd rather... Actually, I would. Now now we're uh, on the same page here because I would like to see that one time. Mink coat, a pair of Air Jordans, and a big chain with the American flag on it. I'd trust him more. Gold tooth right now. Kind of like uh, yep. Pac-Man Jones with this big Pac-Man. Uh... There you go. 
Danielle, Logo. you're in the high down we're ready. What's up, Danielle? Hi. What do you got? Um, well, basically, we were just talking about um, representing the NBA, and mm-hmm. um, well, we played college sports in, so- in um, college. We played soccer, and basically, we no. always had to wear what? <laughs> no, don't worry about that. I, I, go ahead, sweetie. No, um, basically, we were just saying that um, you know, no matter what we did, whether we went out to the clubs in Miami or whatever, you know, we were always whatever we did. We always represented the school. I mean, we got in trouble a couple of times for what we had done outside because we represented the school. So, I mean, basically, just. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. It's you know what? That, that upsets me more Thank than, you, than in the NBA when you're paid by a corporation uh, and uh, they make the rules. When the school, who's not paying you, really, uh, is uh, holding you to these standards. I think that's even worse than the NBA doing it. You know what's funny? That doesn't drive me as crazy. Really? Maybe because I did it in high school, and so it was more... In high school, Coach Benford in the seventh grade, the basketball team, made us do it to quote-unquote... Have us give a little respect. You know that was the kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Act, you're you're part of this thing, and you should be proud of it. So represent well, okay? That I understand in middle school and high school. I don't like the fact that it's being forced upon the NBA players to sell it. That's where my problem comes is is that we gotta sell it. You can't be you. Because we need to sell it. Now, I, is, it, is it because they need to sell it? I think that's part of it. But I think another, another part of it is that there's been a lot of troubles behavior-wise in the NBA lately. So they're trying to uh, kind of rectify that, maybe get more of a... Uh, by, by who? By any, more, by, more pride in the game and more pride in the... Uh, in the trouble, com- troubles as opposed to what, though? Running up in the stands, punching people in the face, doing that kind of stuff. It happens in soccer. It ha- it ha- that was one that happened once in. And if soccer much, was over here, we'd be doing the same thing. And how much in the history of basketball that's happened once? And, and Ron, it happened last year. And Ron Artest is a maniac, regardless. Giant Brian. And dress codes will never solve behavior. No, problems. of course not. Ever, ever, ever. It, it's uh, it's statistically true that it does. In schools, when they put a dress code on the people, there are less, there's less violence. There's less behavior issues. Okay, maybe at the school, but outside of class, you're still crazy. And that's what they're trying to uh, to rectify is the behavior right. issues inside the NBA. So if Ron Artest had worn a suit to the Palace of Auburn Hills, he wouldn't have gone into the stands. Maybe. You don't know. What? No. You don't know. And maybe no. if the sun was aligned in a different way, maybe if they weren't in Detroit. Yeah, LSD. I'd say, yeah, maybe if they weren't in Detroit, those fans are maniacs. I'm telling you, John Stockton would have gone in the stands in Detroit. That place is he a hellhole. <laughs> yeah, LSD. My bottom line is that these guys are playing professional sports, um, and if they want to be professionals, they'll dress professionally when it is asked of them by their employer. Okay, and that is a fine argument. Again, I'm just wondering why they're doing it, and if they're doing it for a specific reason, well, just your, say it. Your, uh, your problem is motivation, not the uh, policy. No, yeah, not necessarily. Uh, Tom, you're in the hideout. What's up, Tom? Hey, how's it going tonight, guys? What up, dope? Hey, listen, I, I saw uh, David Stern today on <clears throat> Outside the Lines, and essentially, you know, in a nutshell, he basically said, listen, you know, viewership cable-wise is up, attendance is up. The reason I'm doing this is because basically I'm the CEO of a $300 billion business. The players get 57 cents on every dollar that we make as a company. The viewership is down in the south, you know, even though it's up as a whole. And we're going to change that, and we're going to change it by our image. And that's essentially what he said today. All right, thank you, Tom. Well, if he's bringing up the south and that kind of stuff, maybe he is uh, trying to appease some white it's a viewers. Re- I'm telling and here's the problem with basketball. No one can make a mid-range jumper. Uh, you don't run an offense anymore. Uh, 
you are amazed. And this is what's happened with the NFL too, which is pissing me off. Very sloppy play, not uh, not really uh, you know going on the fundamentals. I think that's what happened to basketball. That's why it fell off, and it could happen to the NFL in the same way. Toad, you're in the hideout on radio. What's up, Toad? Hey, man, you know, just being Toady doing my thing. But uh, I wanted to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one coming. Yeah. Um, I've heard his his bit ex- explained on another show, by the way. What's the bit? Well, it's just that he sings and then adds a one-word punchline at the end. He said it on SBK Live like three weeks ago uh, before he got before he called you and you actually questioned him about it. All right, it. so he has, a, he has a joke at the end? Because I don't he, even... I don't one even... word that sums up what he's been... All right, hold on a second, because I don't even hang up on him. Tommy does. Tommy hates him so bad that Tommy hangs up on him. Well, I'll tell you, the the original couple times he did it, as a a listener, as I was hearing, like, live, what he would end it with was, like, dropping other DJs' names that used to be in this time slot. Oh, so that's what he would do? He'd drop Garabo's name? He dropped it one time. He he said it one time. That's why uh, we questioned the motivation of the bet. But... I heard him on SBK Live, and he had everybody on SBK Live singing, yeah, 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 with him. Hmm. All right. Well, Tommy, don't hang up on him so fast. Well, I mean, I'm not... All right, quiet. LSD, calm down. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Chill. It's like a game for me. I try to see if I can beat him to the second yeah. Hmm. Actually, like whack-a-mole. Yeah, kind of. Actually, I think I can... Actually, you know, the only thing faster than me hitting the button on hanging up on him is Chunks running down to see if his car was... Vandalized tonight. Did he run down to check that out tonight? No, not yet. I, I reminded him of it, and uh, he parked in the same spot for some strange reason. Way to mention that before the show's over. Now I can't get help. All right, we'll take a break, and we'll come back. It's more of the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Wednesday night in the Hideout, Row Radio 104.1. I'll have and J-Dubs opening it up to you. 407-916-1041, Star-1041, and singular wireless phones. Programming notes, tomorrow night, open door policy, the official one from 9 to 11 o'clock. It's J-Dubs' birthday tomorrow, too, and uh, bring presents. Then it's the official Hideout after party at Chiller's. Go out there and continue to celebrate Dubs' birthday. And uh, Monday... We broadcast live from a Buffalo Wild Wings in Oviedo. Tommy Bateman will face the paintball firing squad for the Helmet of Pain. And um, Chunks is going to go through a combine. We're going to see if we can get somebody from the Predators out there. Uh, seriously, going back to J-Dub's birthday, yeah. have you guys even considered getting him anything yet? Or <laughs> No. Hefe and Bateman. I mean, because I'm out of money. Yeah, you owe me money for rent still. Yeah, so that hurts. <laughs> and bagels. Why don't you pay for my rent for a month, Chunks, and then uh, we'll call it even. You live in a palace. I don't live in a palace. It's a one-bedroom place. Giant Brian. Why don't, uh, as a birthday gift, when you guys decorate Dubs' place for Thanksgiving, because I know he likes decorations and stuff. <laughs> That's actually part of the fun. I don't want him to do that. That's part of the fun is the decorating. So and when you and your chick are decorating, what is, yeah. what, what's the process you go through? Well, we we set up uh, you know a certain weekend like for Halloween we do it the first weekend of October and then we uh, we have boxes of our decorations for each season is there, and we'll go out and buy a couple extra ones you know so we build upon each season. Is there music playing? Uh no. Well, I think she'll play some for Christmas, but uh, I'm not a big person on the music. 
Yeah, because that would make it gay. Yeah, it would be definitely Mo. Mo. Hey, you were uh, you were telling me a story the other day about you trying to take care of some business, punching the clown. Yeah, I, I don't know if this happens to everybody, but um, I was running a batch the other day. <laughs> My girlfriend was laying in bed trying to sleep, so I couldn't do it uh, <laughs> anywhere, <laughs> like you know, anywhere out in the open. So I had to do it in the bathroom, uh, sitting on the toilet. Why not laying right there? Uh, I was uh, I was up. She was sleeping. I was in the living room, so I walked into the bathroom to run one. Were you facing frontwards or backwards on the toilet? Uh, normal, sitting normal on the toilet. If he was facing backwards, he'd be staring into the mirror, the way his ba- the way his bathroom's set up. That's the way I do. You know what? I I should try that then. Just look at my face and see what reaction I have when I do get to that point. <laughs> Straight or Euro grip as well. <laughs> Just regular grip. Um, and uh, the a girl that I hadn't seen in like five years popped in my head. And I was wondering if anybody had that where, like, just some random girl that they knew in the past while they're running one, if that's ever happened to them where it just popped into your head. Like, nothing uh, nothing sparked it. No, no one that uh, looked like her was around or anything. I hadn't thought of her before I was running the batch. All right, and, now, what were you thinking of during that time? Um, I was, <laughs> you know, I don't know what I was thinking. I was probably thinking of uh, some girl who either got naked up here or some porn I had. That's bad when you have to listen, like think of a porn you have in the house when you're in the house, but you can't turn it on because the girlfriend's in the house. I do it all the time. You're not alone. All right, now let me ask you, why wouldn't you just go into the living room and take care of business? Well, I don't want her walking out on me. That's, that's a personal thing. I don't think she'd get upset about it, but I don't want because she knows every time because I always close the blinds and then she comes home and sees the blinds are closed and she knows that I ran one today. Uh huh. But I don't think she'd get mad at it. I just don't want to be caught in that position. I've never been caught in my life running one. What in some embarrassing position, like like laying down and giving yeah, it to yeah, yourself? Yeah, like uh, hunched over, you know, like uh, rolled over on my shoulders. That was my question if you've been caught, because I've been caught, and it's embarrassing. I've never been caught in my life, and that's one thing that I never wanted to experience. That's why I do it in the bathroom with the door locked. I, why, what's, the, what's, what's the problem with being caught if you're a grown man? If you're a teenager... Okay, then I can understand it's a big deal, but if you're a grown man and you're caught, what does it matter? Because then you get the whole question of why didn't she just wake me up so we could do it, blah, 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 blah. And I just want to be alone with myself and my own thoughts. Well, tell her that. I don't want to, I don't want to explain it. In the bathroom is as good a place as any. No, it's not. It's not nearly at all as good it, a Actually, place. it's a better place because there's two drains in there. All right. You can pick either or. To uh, you know, make sure it's not a messy uh, situation. And it's a great echo. It sounds like there's two people involved. Yeah, I agree too. You can go in the shower and you feel clean. You don't have to worry about where it goes or, or the, anything like or that. Or the toilet. Oh, that's good. I gotta try that out. Or on the wall. Who cares? All right, calm down. <laughs> that's <laughs> a little bit too far. Yeah, Matt, Matt Mateo. Now, I have a general question for everybody in the hideout. When you guys were living together in the uh, off-campus housing, were you all batching together in no, the same area? I, no, It was always the shower. Uh, Tommy left one time to do it behind a, uh, a st- sign outside. It was really more of a, like, shed uh, or storage area. And don't think we didn't know what you were doing because the dog wasn't down here at the time. So. No, I, the first time I actually went for a legitimate walk. And then the second day, I was like, you know, while I'm on my walk, I might as well. Were you missing a jar of peanut butter as well? No. Lester Big Hands here in the hideout on Radio. What's up, Lester Big Hands? Yo, Lester. Hey, man. 
and that just happened to me the other night. I was running a hot batch, and all of a sudden, <laughs> peanut popped in my head. Man. Oh, man, come on. Ah, damn. so good. Oh, Tom. That's my cousin. That's my cousin, Peanut. Man. I thought she was supposed to in- intern for us. so good. You can't say Peanut oh. without saying nut. Mm. Next That's summer. That's oh she's going to yeah next oh, summer cool. she's probably coming out here to awesome. why she just intern all year no honestly she, she was very cool she goes to Texas Tech University and I'm gonna tell her to uh, not bother she need a place to stay no not interested asses <laughs> yeah she can stay at our place. no yeah Matt 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 well, well I work here I can show her around no you can I can <laughs> show her the ins and outs Wrong. oh yeah more of the ins <laughs> <laughs> Hogan you're in the hideout on Real Radio what's up Hogan yo Hogan uh, hey, man, uh, I, you guys are not going to believe this, but, you know, when I'm masturbating, I think of... All right, and you can't <laughs> yeah, say it. Yeah, can't say it. Well, oddly enough, you can't use technical terms. Just use, like, running a batch or something like that. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. And I didn't hang up on him that time. I, I hung up on him because he said something you can't say on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not even <laughs> not that. Not that one. That I don't even mind. Please enlighten me during the break. All right, hold on. You just need to calm down, Elastine. I don't know what it is today, but you're really annoying me. <laughs> like, normally I don't even say that to listeners. I'm really nice, but you are on my nerve tonight. I don't know why it is. Turn- your last one? No, no, keep your mic off. <laughs> Never had to talk to anybody like that before. If I had hair, I'd pull it out. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Finish up. You can pull out mine. Stop. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and Star 1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. Tomorrow night, J-Dub's birthday. Yes, uh, we'll be doing the open door policy from 9 to 11. Come on in, hang out. And also, uh, we'll be going out to Chillers after the show to have a little uh, after party, J-Dub's birthday party. I hope you're there, Hepe. No, I'm not going to make it. Come on, I'll, I'll bring the cake. Nah, I'm not eating cake right now. Hmm. What kind of party is he going to be? Like a drinking? Of course. Nah, I don't drink. You do too. <laughs> I know you. I've seen you drink. I you gave, just don't drink with me. I gave it up. You know what I gave it up? To Muslim? Tomorrow. Oh. Uh-huh. I gave it up tomorrow. Is it a religious thing? Nah, it's just something I do every October 20th. Don't do that. I just don't. It's my drink. birthday. That's the one day you have to, or you have to be the uh, DD. No. If you aren't drinking, come on and be the DD. How can I be the DD if I'm going to be at home? You aren't going to be at home. You're going to be out there at Chillers with uh, the rest of the heretics and myself. I meant your home. Not my home. With your chick in her birthday suit. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. What are you talking about, Giant Brian? He's back here going, oh, yeah. Hi, Giant Brian. You can join me at the J-Dub's birthday party at his place. No one's going to my place for the J-Dub's birthday party. The J-Dub's birthday party is down at Chiller's on uh, Church Street. What do you want for your birthday, dude? Um, Because here's the thing. Your birthday apparently is tomorrow. I just found out. I'm the type who, uh, if you get me something, I'm very happy with it. Thank you very much. If you don't, I'm not going to complain too much. Here's what I have for you. A bootleg copy of the corporation. Ooh! Here you go. Hey, that's... Hold on, i got to watch that later, though. Oh, you you can, can have it after I watch it again. I already watched it once, so... I've never seen it, actually. Yeah, Giant Brian gave it to me. Do you have a copy for dubs? Uh, I'll borrow from Hefe. I can get... No, I, I can talk to a guy. I, I'll borrow from you, Hefe. No. I can't borrow from you? No, i got another friend I want to give it to. Who? 
Guy who doesn't ever talk, L.S. Dean. I'm going to let him borrow it next. He talks all the time. Yeah, he never shuts up. <laughs> <laughs> Tab, you're in the hideout of our radio. What's up, Tab? Nothing much. What are you guys How are you? I'm all right. Uh. Alright, what all right, now dubs, why would you get annoyed because a woman called? I I I just get annoyed when Hey, how are you? She sounds depressed. <laughs> you know how we are. We're uh, on the radio, you've heard us for almost four hours now. Huh. Speak. Okay. I have a question. Sure. You were talking about doing your business. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, I'm curious, have you ever had a roommate that's a girl? No. Yes. Never? I have. Uh yeah. I mean, I guess. Kinda. Yeah, I guess so. Well, Why? And I'm just wondering how you would do your business if it if you had a roommate that was a girl. In the shower, usually. In the shower. Or when she's not there. I just think you do it right there on the couch, and if she happens to walk in, she walks in. I'm sorry. I'm in a perfect world that'd be great where you don't want to uh, like where you don't worry about explaining it to her or uh, you know tucking it back and saying, hey, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't watching this man on man porn. That's the biggest thing. You don't want to explain the porn you're watching. You don't want to explain why there is a uh, a full hand involved. The hell are you watching? I watch uh, some freaky stuff. All right, so your birthday's tomorrow. Yes. How old are you turning? 25. Oh, come on. 25 years old, getting old. Do you feel like you're getting old? The biggest thing that makes me feel like I'm getting old is the gray hair. I have tons of gray hair coming in. Every year it gets worse and worse, and I have a feeling it's just going to be, you know, ridiculous by the end of next year. You know what else, dude? I found gray hair in my beard. Oh. Like random like random strands. Doesn't that kill you? No, it doesn't necessarily kill me because I know there's a, lot of, there's a lot of stress in my life right now, and the problem is that this beard's supposed to be cool, the look that I've got going, and when you got the random... Gray, white hair, it's yeah, no just, longer cool. Just sporadic, you know, not even, like, if it was all gray, it might be cool again. But when it's half and half, it's really terrible. Um, I think, uh, like, uh, when I quit radio for, or when we got fired for about a year, I got rid of all my gray hair. All my gray hair went away. Because when we worked in uh, Lansing, I started getting gray hair. And then when we got fired, it went away. When I started working in radio again, it came back. I don't think we have a very stressful job. I think our job is fairly stress-free. You know, we we come in, we do our thing. There are is some stress, but not as much stress as like a uh, normal crap job. Well, I mean, with any job, there's stress. Yeah. I mean, with anything, there's you know, there are performance things. There's this that. There there's when you're being told of certain things that you can or can't do, mm-hmm. the stress adds up. When you're asking for things and they're not getting done. But that, that isn't a problem here. For two, three months now. Wake up, salesman! All right, calm down. Hmm. Hmm. What did you guys say I was working at my new gym? So much there. There's so much. All right, yeah, so many issues. All right, we're going to take a break and come back with Madam Monkey. Oh, cool. And uh, we'll wrap up the show with Madam Monkey on this Wednesday night. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Wrapping it up on a Wednesday night. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. We will be broadcasting live Monday night. Buffalo Wild Wings in Ovito. 
I'm telling you, man, I love Buffalo Wild Wings. It's like one of those things that uh, I know I grew up with, so it feels like a very homely type thing. Whenever I go to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, it was just, I feel very, very uh, comfortable at it, Buffalo Wild Wings. And this is the thing. We, we had them. We had a lot of good memories of them in East Lansing. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't have them in D.C., but they built one in Grand Prairie, my home uh, hometown in Dallas. And I was stoked, and I took all my buddies there, and we'd go and we'd watch some Maverick games and we'd go on vacation there and stuff like that. So I really, really am uh, excited about doing a live broadcast from out there. The funny thing about the Buffalo Wild Wings, no matter what one you go to, you kind of feel that same feel no matter what one you're in. Yeah. You know, like uh, I know the one in East Lansing we kind of grew to love, and when uh, we got to the ones out here, it still has that same feel of just a very fun place. Um, let's talk to Madam Monkey. We talk to her every Wednesday night. Uh, Madam Monkey uh, from Midnight Monkey. That's uh, Midnight, N-I-T-E, MidnightMonkey.com. Madam Monkey, what's going on tonight, sweetie? Not much, guys. How are you? Outstanding. And you? Doing great. What's our topic for tonight? Madam Monkey, our sexpert from, Madam, uh, from MidnightMonkey.com. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about personal grooming for the bikini area for women. Okay, this is good. Now, here's the question that I have about the personal grooming down there. Does it? Are there certain personality types that do certain things when uh, when grooming down there? I think a lot of women do it for different shock value, um, something that's totally different from what their personality portrays. Seventy-five um, percent of women choose to do grooming. Um, most of them do it by shaving. All right, now is that 75% of American women or, or like women in the world? We're talking about American women. Okay, all right, so uh, that's what I find interesting then, Madam Monkey, is that 25% of American women do no grooming. No wow. grooming. That, that, I mean, Ooh. if I ever found a woman like that, I would run for the door. It, <laughs> it would look like the scene from Waiting. Yeah. When they only, butts yeah, when, uh, when she lifts up her skirt and whoa, there it is. Exactly. Um, okay, what else, what other stat you got there, uh, Madam? Wait, Ma- Madam Monkey, what do you got going? What, smoothie. Uh, what's that? Smoothie? It's called a smoothie. All right, that, and that's just nothing? That's nothing. Oh wow, that's, that's actually nothing. You know, we we need a picture of Madam Monkey. We, <laughs> uh, you don't dig that giant Brian? You don't dig a smoothie? Nah, I think smoothies. What's cool. your What's your uh, your main? Your freak? Yeah, I like. It's got to be short, but it's got to be there. But, but you need the, something the, there. The, the Hitler goes. mustache, or do you like the landing strip? I like the landing strip. The okay. Hitler mustache is too small and and whatever, but the the smoothie equals trouble with your dad when you were young oh you, you don't know that about madam monkey maybe that's just easier uh, i'm a psychic look at me um no the reason i prefer the smoothie is it just it's the one part of me that can come across as innocent the rest of it's not that's well, the innocent i mean part. the hair is innocent but the uh the rest of it oh. all right midnightmonkey.com that's n-i-t-e you're talking to our sexpert madam monkey we talk to her every uh, wednesday night after 10 o'clock Okay, what, what other stats do you have? Well, um, the different types is just, you know, your basic bikini. Uh, that's just keeping it short, kind of more your traditional, nothing out of the normal, just um, short and well-groomed. Mm-hmm. And then, um, as you guys mentioned, there's also the landing strip, which mm-hmm. is just the vertical line. Do that. That's what I have. <laughs> he does. He actually he does. It looks like a shadow. <laughs> if the light was underneath you, yeah. Yes. And um and then I 
you know, I think um, I don't have statistic-wise, but, you know, for a while, um, the smoothie was probably one of the most popular. It seems like that was the big thing in the 90s. Exactly. Um, and then, of course, you've got the Brazilian. Um, and that's, that's where everything is Everything new. is taken off. Everything. All right. Now, uh, I, heard right. That, I hear that's painful. Wait, the, uh, the Brazilian and the smoothie are different things? Well, right. Like these, the Brazilian gets like all of the undercarriage. It's oh. like, just like every. Not that you okay. particularly want anything down there, but like that just makes. I mean, sure it just takes care of everything. There's not a not a uh, square inch that's not covered. Right. That's okay. That is covered, sir, technically. Okay. Um, Everything's removed. All right, Madam Monkey, MidnightMonkey.com. That's N-I-T-E, MidnightMonkey.com. So, all right. Do do chicks decide on their own that they want to do this, or is it pressure from their dudes most times? Uh, you can also have pressure from your uh, other. Uh, some have their own preference as to what they like, and they may ask you to change. But and, and that's part of you know doing this grooming part. You can do it with your partner. Um, it doesn't right. have to be. All right, Dubs, have you ever asked your chick to groom you? Uh, to groom myself? No. Uh, I've uh, I've inquired about uh, grooming my chick. She said no because she doesn't trust me with the blade. I don't trust you. I, there's no way. I could see you. I could just see you going crazy at some point. I think I'd be very gentle. <laughs> no, look at you. You're I want to do it with a butcher knife, but I'd be very gentle with the butcher knife. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get a paper cutter and uh, do it that way. So, Madam Monkey. All right. Let's say you got a chick. Um, and you don't like what's going on down there. Maybe you don't like the smoothie. Maybe you don't like the uh, bush garden she's got. Maybe there's bush some. gardens. I like that. <laughs> I like that uh, that uh, name for it. So, how do you bring it up? Do you do you just tell her politely? Do you say, "Hey, this is getting in the way"? Uh, no, you want to just say just something. You know, "Hey, hun, how about we try something a little bit different?" I would like, you know, just tell her what kind of look you're looking for. If do you, you like less, maybe oh, you can offer to help her groom if you'd like her to grow some. Just. Ask, you know? What if uh, like she's eating a lot of Mexican food that weekend? Can we call it the rainforest? I think that'd be a good name for it. Rainforest? Like when like she's just got a whole lot of stuff going on down there and it's just boom out there, you know, where she has a lot of uh precipitation. Okay. In the area. Hey, hey, fair right. All right, now mm-hmm. chunks, what do you prefer down there? Yum. Um, I'll take whatever I can get. I don't care if it's uh, the rainforest. I I'll think take most it. of the girls. I think the most of the girls that he finds looks like the top of his head, where it's just you know a fro. Well, he's attracted to, uh, to chicks that remind him of his mom. No, 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 not a, no. So I could see a Wookie. Yeah, Wookie, Chewbacca like. The you know, only picture of his mom is uh, a picture of her walking in the woods, looking behind her back. That's his mom. Yeah. All right, so, well, uh, thank you, Madam Monkey. I think we learned a little bit tonight. Well, good. Uh, yeah, L.S. Dean, you get one question. <laughs> I, I've really got to know. I mean, we're, we're talking about girls and, and their shaving methods and whatnot. What yes. do girls like in a guys. guy? And, and, and a, it doesn't and a matter. What does it matter? No, it so it's, it's actually, that is, actually because, isn't a I bad mean, question. We, uh, du- I mean, Doves is bald or however he wears it. <laughs> All right, girls Ma- actually prefer, prefer less hair down there. So. I know that I took a, a venture of doing it this weekend, and I actually used a straight blade. What? It took oh me. Oh my god! It took me about uh, an hour because I took extreme caution. Because we usually when I use a straight blade, I I'll do some nicking. Uh, and why be racist? I'm not trying to be racist. <laughs> Don't be I'm, racist. I'm trying. Come on, to, dude. Shock jock. I I have a problem with it. Shock jock. Um. <laughs> 
and it, it took me a little while longer because I usually nick, and this time it took me about an hour. Oh, Jesus, man. I don't know what's going on. All right, MadamMonkey, MidnightMonkey.com, NIT. Thank you, sweetie. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks, guys. All right. I was just wondering if, you know, if she re- recommends a straight blade or if she recommends a... Uh, a ra- like a electric razor. I think you go with the electric. Because the electric razor usually cuts me a little bit more. What are you doing? Are you doing it while on a trapeze? Well, the electric razor is actually a chainsaw, and I'm just running that down there like crazy. <laughs> well, then maybe that's where the problem is. <laughs> yeah, uh, Matt, Matt Mateo. He's a straight blade. The only thing, the image that pops in my head is one of those old, bald <laughs> barber guys with the little twisty <laughs> mustaches down there cleaning it off for you. With the hot towel. I wonder if you can get that done somewhere. Christy, you're in the hideout on World Radio. What's up, Christy? Yeah, um, I know for a fact that uh, Chunks like candies. Uh, I give them them all the time. I love them. Oh, thank you, Christy. You sound very cute. Hot. Is that the chick that you're uh, seeing, Chunks? Chunks, I know we haven't been able to get a uh, hold of you a lot, especially during lunchtime. Is that the chick you've been seeing? Uh, I'm not seeing anyone. Why not? Liar. That was a dude. That was absolutely a dude. Whatever you're into, I'm not no, going to no, judge no, no, you. No, I'm not into dudes, man. That was a guy. No. I'm not, I'm not gay. Whatever. I'm not. Yeah, right. That's not my Flamer. thing. I don't, I don't get it. Oh, boy. All right, that does it for the show tonight. <laughs> well, I had fun. I had a blast. I got a little annoyed. I'm not going to lie to you. I apologize. That's why. <laughs> All right, Ellis. You know it's going to be hard for you to get it next time. Next time it's going to be like, eh, Ellis Dean. Yeah. You see what I'll you, fight for you. You see what you did this one night, Ellis Dean? I'll fight for you, Ellis Dean. Before it was Ellis Dean's coming up on rise. He's going to come hang out, maybe raise his hand, bring <laughs> some pizza, bring a couple hot chicks. Yeah, now, where are the hot chicks? Now, no, where's the pizza? Now it's Ellis Dean and it's... Uh, Talk, 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 talk. He looks like the paparazzi trying to get your attention. Over here, Hefe, over here. Can I just get one shot, one picture, please? He's actually wearing, wearing that uh, hat with the little press uh, press picture in it. What design are you wearing tonight? Can I get a shot, please? And I don't mean to be mean about it, but I think I think you have to a little bit, you know, just so everybody gets that feeling next time, so they know, okay, this is what I have to do when I come in next time. So, Alistair, you'll get a chance next time when he come in. He needs to learn from the night because here are the people, here are the three main, here are the four main people that I like the most when they come in. Matt Matt Mateo sits there, only talks when he absolutely feels he has something he can contribute. Same with Giant Brian, same with Hot Heather. Ellis Dean, you were in that group and you fell off tonight. Not you know to say another you can't person? back on. Now you could, okay. you can get back on. Hot chicks next time. You get no, no, no. You know, it's not you, about that. You know another person who uh, follows the rules pretty well? Uh, Lester Big Hands. That was my fourth one I was going to bring in. Lester Big Hands. Usually when he talks, it's about his penis. But he raises his hand, and, and we know what he's going to say. And you know what his bit is. Yeah. His penis. Something about being black. And having a penis. Mm-hmm. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> no, I don't think you did, because you just did it again. You just... You just He's not learning tonight. Hey, Mad Matt Mateo is just covering up his uh, microphone button. No. All right, we're going to get out of here. You guys, wake up with our buddies, the Monsters in the Morning. Shannonburg Middays, Phillips File in the afternoon. We'll be back at 7. 
Don't be ashamed to entertain listening to The Hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Remember, always talk good. And tomorrow's Dubs' birthday, so uh, don't come up here. Um, congratulations to Matt, Matt Mateo, new employee. Really of looking Radio. forward to work, uh, working with them. And getting rid of uh, <clears throat> chunks. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. You guys enjoy Mo, the night. Mo. Um, we out, bitch. 5,000. Stay classy, Orlando. 5,000. I'm a transaxel. No! Paganda ganda mo eh. Mo! George Bush doesn't care about black people. Oh my goodness, Chunks, you're so tiny. I take responsibility. I got a problem with N people. George Bush doesn't care about black people. J Dobbs. Yeah, I'm gay. <laughs> I'm a dirty slut. He took it like a man, so did I. I got big food. I'll give him a hideout hummer. I'm a pretty girl. I'll give him a hideout hummer. I'm a pretty girl. No! Thank you, Orlando. I mean, stay classy. I'm a transsexual. Five thousand.